0: this match. If it's a war, you can say it every once. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed did. I think New York did. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. It's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. This is it's good. It's cooking. Nothing. It's a sunny day. Uh, we have the seedings for the Mean Guy Classic 2, Bigger, Better Meter. It's
1: supposed and to
0: snow this weekend. It's supposed to snow this weekend. It's which May. It sucks, and it's May, which there's fucking killer bees. There's a whole lot of things going on. And not Brian Blair and Jim Brunzel. No, thank you. Great answer. Yeah. But we actually have a really fun show today. We have the seedings for the Mean Guy Classic 2 and uh, we will make the matchmaking on air. We have some news, the war report, and corporate ladder in the bank coming up. Anything you got (laughs) to add? I don't know. It was pretty abrupt. Um, I'm just just recapping. Someone spoke my name in a group message I was reading, so I wasn't really paying attention to anything you just said. Say thy name. I'm just saying we have a nice little fun show today, some unfortunate news for some people, the Roman situation, which people need to chill the fuck out on. Oh, a staggering raw number. Yeah, that's no good. No. No bueno. No. But we'll get into it all coming up next, right after we tell you about how great our friends at Anchor are. Stick around. So, decent amount of news this week, actually. Um, So, where shall we start? The absolutely staggering raw number. Yeah, so Raw did just under 1.7 million, I think it was like 1.68 something, I think it was 1.682, without having the number right in front of you, was... So 1.6. No, almost 1.7. Almost 1.7, still. 1.68 is closer to 1.7 than 1.6. That is true. But I think the bigger story is the last hour only did a million and a half viewers, which is by far the lowest number in the history of Monday Night Raw. Manga. Um And we're not dancing on any graves here. We're just talking about it because yeah, I, although I, I, do, I, I do, although I bet some people are dancing on graves. Oh yeah, there are some people that are very thrilled with this number and but, think it's the end of time. But uh, you know, I kind of put the sinking ship argument away for a while. But Tony, this isn't good. No, I mean you've been you've been the ultimate optim- optimist, trying to I don't want to say make excuses for them, but you've been explanations. Not yeah, you've you've been, you've been the... trying to you've been trying to take a very logical approach and like try and figure out. Why the number keeps falling every week? So uh, the floor is yours. Uh, I think the fans not being there have a lot to do with it. Speaking of the floor, what what the fuck is the floor? Because we're just we haven't even hit it yet. Well, what's just, the, what's the lowest? What's the lowest number either AAW or NXT did so far? Five, On a normal show, not up against anything huge. I think five hundred ninety-three thousand. There's your floor. I think if that's the floor for RAW, you're in trouble. Yeah, I know you're in a lot of trouble, but no, that's the floor. I don't think I don't think that's Wait, are floor. you are you talking about what? That's the floor we're getting to. Or that's the that's the floor of possibility because that, like, what, what do you think the lo- like, what do you think the lowest number Rock could do is Rock could, could do it's that you think you really think like no I don't you think you really it, think Rock would drop under a million don't think it'll ever drop below a so million so that so then the floor but, is... but but the absolute floor like of possibility is that number if that makes any sense no it doesn't because that's the floor for NXT that doesn't mean that's the floor for Raw but not everyone that watches Raw watches NXT I know but 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 those people that watch NXT most of them are probably watching Rock. I don't know about that. But because that's that's your that's your hardcore. There's fan. a lot of there's a lot of people that like NXT but they yeah, hate Raw. I know, but I don't think it'll ever drop below a million. So then five hundred ninety three thousand isn't the floor. Uh, uh, okay, I there see what you're trying to say, but it doesn't make sense. A reasonable floor, yes. Like a, the floor, if yeah. if you, you want to get like literal, the floor is zero. Yeah, there zero people could be watching Raw. The, they'll never drop below a million. I'd bet on it. Don't never drop do they'll, they'll never drop below a million for an hour. So let's let's just let's just hypothetically talk here. Let's say we still have no fans in the building by the end of August. What do you think the raw number looks like then? Around a million? So you think it, you think it drops in their 500,000? We're the two of the biggest wrestling fans I know and like is it the same for you watching with no fans? Is I mean, do you think that's a reasonable explanation to why they're not getting like why the drastic fall? Cuz to be no, honest with you, I don't, think, I don't think the shows are bad. Neither do I, but I think a lot of people are just sick of Raw. It's a possibility. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure. I guarantee there are some people that are watching, are not watching because there are no fans, but the number's been going down every week since January. You know what I mean? Like, there's a pattern here. Yeah. I'm sa- I'm not saying, like, if there were fans, I think it would probably be doing, like... one seven, one eight. Yeah. Around 2, maybe. But still, that's only 200,000 people that they've run off because of no fans. Where And I, I understand, like, people DVR, people, like, catch up. Yeah, I don't know what two. counts in the ratings. It's, it's, YouTube's a big way now. And, like, I always, I always like to mention and be fair, when you look at the cable ratings, as bad as the raw numbers were, I think this week they were third, fifth, and sixth. So yeah, and we're, still, we're here saying heads will roll. Yeah, that, so that's still two top five spots and right outside the top five. What does SmackDown do? SmackDown, Smackdown did 1.9 last week, which is the first time been under two for five. That's, that's the bigger story yeah like the raw numbers the raw numbers bad but they're also not on free broadcast television yeah Smackdown is and they did under two million viewers. what think, did Fox expect from them they want a 1.0 in the 18 to 49 demographic they got a 0. 0.2 Jesus Christ yes but it's not it's not good although other than expectations I don't think the demographic matters too much but because it doesn't because I, I hate the Wednesday night demographic argument—it's the most infuriating thing i ever seen. It's cer- it does matter. It doesn't matter as much as they like to like. It do- it matters. It does matter, but it's not the end outside of, of the, of the expectation. There's a reason that like when when cable ratings are organized, they're organized. They're not organized by overall viewership. They're organized by the eighteen to forty-nine demo because it is the most important demo. Yeah, it's the, it's the people. Yeah, it's, but I mean the majority of people that are like watching TV are between eighteen and forty-nine. Yeah. And they're the influencers, they're the, the money spenders, they're the social media quote-unquote generation. Yeah, they're the people that have the full-time jobs, that yeah. can afford to spend money on your product. So that's they're the, That's why that demographic matters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I just, this it's staggering, 1.6. Staggering. Third hour, on 1.5, that's... Because see, like, the first hour did 1.8, I think the second hour did, like a little over 1.6, and the third hour is when it just tanked. They lost they lost 300,000 viewers at the end of the show. I think that's probably the bigger concern. That is the bigger concern. Why did 300,000 viewers turn your show Well, off? three hours with no fans is brutal. I know, yeah, yeah. Raw, it, except for very, 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 very rare occasions, the third hour of Raw always drops. The first hour is usually always the strongest. Second hour typically holds up pretty well. Well, because you lose, say, especially on school nights, quote-unquote, you lose... There's your there. There goes you know. Yeah, five hundred thousand of your audience. But I think the fact that they lost three hundred thousand viewers over the course of a show is more worrisome than the one point six eight number itself. It is, but like we just we can't really talk about this. We don't know how low it's gonna go. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's the scary part. We haven't even reached the floor yet. Every week you're sitting there saying, "Well, it can't go lower than this," and it does. Like they hit they hit one point seven. I'm like, "Well, is it gonna go any lower than that?" And it went lower than this, and obviously smackdown for this week didn't even air yet by the time this comes out and they did 1.9 i'm scared to see what that smackdown number is going to be and smackdown's only 2 hours it's not even it's just i don't i don't know it's, it's terrifying like i don't want to i don't want to say i don't want to say the sky is falling i'm in the same kind of boat as you with that but i mean it's certainly not Good and it's, like, it's definitely in their minds. And it's certainly not just a pandemic problem, because this was the pattern we were going on yeah. even... No, granted, um, the pandemic didn't help at all. No, and it doesn't. But I don't think it's based on quality of show. Quality of show, either. I think it's people... It falls back into the conversation we were having last week. See, I think it is based on quality of show, but I think it's based on quality of show from summer of last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when those RAs were awful. I think they just drove so many people off last summer that and they're paying for it now like a lot of times if you have a bad show it doesn't reflect in that week's ratings it especially, reflects it in the especially ratings. especially two become. months of bad shows like i saw some people um i remember aw had a really good show some of the fucking best shows they did it might have been the new year's show and everyone saw the number and they're like what the hell that was a great show why is the number what it is well you can't but then that, the next but then the next few weeks you can't deem ro- that yes. in live time you can't like it's not like it's not even like you can't. Like even unless, do you it. it's call, not possible. unless you call, unless you call six hundred thousand of your friends and be like, "Hey, turn to TNT." Yeah. It's not going to matter. And there's just so much TV right now to watch, you know. Yeah, but especially as the with weeks, streaming services. But, and, but the next few weeks, the Dynamite rating just kept going up and up based on that good show. Yeah. So you see, you see the reflection of the quality of the shows later so, on. So what you're telling me is, I don't know if you're saying it directly, but indirectly, we won't know until the summer. I think Well, what I'm trying to say is, I think what we're seeing right now is Largely because of last summer, yeah, and I mean this summer because, like, to be honest with you, the shows aren't bad at all. Like, no, I, they're, they're, they're decent TVs, you could, you could get through them, yeah, they're decent TVs. And the, we'll the rise, Smackdown, Smackdown's a lot of tough, a lot of superstars that although I think Smackdown's making a come turnaround, I really do. I think Smackdown's been good, I think everything with Otis and Mandy has been outstanding. Listen, all I know is I saw a three segment Forgotten Sons match, and I don't need that. So, life. like, could you judge right now? Could you? Could you? But but then again... But it, see, there, here's the thing. Korean baseball's on at 1 a.m., and it's getting good ratings for ESPN. Like, people are... And I know... I, we had this discussion last week. Peep, the mainstream culture doesn't see wrestling as a sport. We we talked about this in the NFL drafting last week. But, like, there's nothing on. There's no basketball. There's no hockey. There's no soccer. NASCAR's coming back in a few weeks. But right now, there's no NASCAR. It's like... These sports fans gotta watch Just something and itching. they're not watching wrestling. Just itching, yeah. And they're not watching wrestling. They'd rather they'd rather watch they'd rather watch Old Bulls games and The Last Dance, which by the way, both are phenomenal. I'm not knocking either. I'm watching Old Bulls games and The Last Dance. But they would rather watch that than live pro wrestling. And that's scary for the future of pro wrestling. It, you're right, it is. It's more and more niche by the day. And we talk about it all the time. It's like everyone talks about this wrestling boom we're in, and it's like, yeah, but we have the lowest amount of wrestling fans that we've like it's maybe not even that. It's just like the wrestling fans are so spread out with like tribalism. Like there's there's people like just like AEW. There's people like just like well, WWE. I mean, the more options, that's going to happen. That's why like that that also goes into the argument, like, Netflix and, like, Lost, the greatest show of all time. But see, and, but see, during, like, the Monday Night Wars, people like to pretend they picked a side, but everybody watched both shows. Yeah, that's why the ratings are so high, because they, they picked up a number from multiple households. And now... Multiple hundreds of thousands of households. But now there are legitimately people, we see it on Twitter all the time, there are legitimately people that love AEW and hate WWE, and there's people that love WWE and hate AEW. There's legitimate tribalism going on in 2020, and that's doing more harm than good to wrestling. Like... Everybody should want AEW to succeed. Everyone should want New Japan to succeed. Everyone should want Impact to succeed. And everybody should want WWE to succeed. Well, WWE's going to succeed. Yeah. That's the well, but that's I mean, I But that's, that's the tide. But everyone's always going to want the, the... When WWE's good, it's good for the wrestling business. Everyone's always going to want the evil empire to fail. You know, That's, yeah. that's just the way it is. That's why people love seeing the Yankees lose. That's just the way it is. It's like when people hate the Cowboys. Yeah. It's the evil like, empire. Yeah. Although they are an evil empire. Stop it. Fuck them. I hate them. But Fair it's just it's a weird thing, and I don't know if we can really explain it. Because like, I I think no fans being there is an awful way to gauge this. So so like this could be this could be absolutely fine, and then they start doing two threes and two fours after the fans come back. They weren't even doing two threes and two fours, when the fans were there. But I know, like- but I'm just saying they could do. They, I can do get think, back, they could get back to two, I do or think they can go the, under uh, a million. I don't know. I do think the first show— I don't think we can measure right now. I do think the first show with fans back, whether it ends up landing on a Monday, a Wednesday, a Friday, like, whatever company— Well, there's a good—like you said, just odds are in our favor that there's a wrestling show the day fans can come back. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, whatever show that is, I think it's going to do a big number because I think everyone's— I think everyone's starving for just some kind of crowd reaction. Like, you look at last night, and we'll get into AEW and A C in a bit. But you look at the various segments of that show, and people are like, oh, my God, that would have been so awesome with the crowd. Oh my a crowd. Especially one. Oh, my God, that would have been so awesome with the crowd. And so I think that first show, whatever that may whether unless it's a pay-per-view, then the number we really won't matter because it's a pay-per-view. But whatever like show does end up being the first with the fans, it, I think it do, is going to do... A larger-than-normal number, and then I think it'll level off someone. So let's kind of make a hypothetical pie chart. What percentage do you think is the pandemic and no fans and running at the Performance Center slash Daily's Place? And what percentage do you think is other external factors? Mm-hmm. I'd say 40% pandemic. See, I think it's, I think it's 70% external, like other... Th- Thirty percent pandemic. Well, I mean that's a close. Sixty yeah. thirty seventy or sixty forty seventy thirty. But I just I just think the the pandemic pushes the actual fans away. I think it's a it's a blessing in disguise for WWE right now because they have an excuse to fall back on. Yeah, they can in they the, can walk in NBC headquarters. In, and, in the investor's call, Vince said he he blamed two things, and the second thing is laughable. The first he said the first he said was the pandemic, and the second was the lack of Bar- Brock Lesnar. You know what? No, I love Brock Lesnar, but let's not act like he doesn't do anything on Raw. He's not a ratings draw on Raw because everyone knows he's just gonna stand there while Paul Heyman talks. But people pay to see all Paul Heyman talk. Well, Paul Heyman could talk anyway. It's not the same when there's no fans. I just like he's good enough to make it work. But like when he's when he's the fans, he can play the fans like a fiddle. Listen, I absolutely, different organi- different I absolutely, I absolutely buy Brock Lesnar as a pay per view draw. I don't buy Brock Lesnar as a Raw draw. Oh, well, he's absolutely a pay-per-view draw. Absolute. Yeah, oh, no. I, like, I, people I know that hate wrestling want to watch him play. I buy that a 1,000%. Like, if you try to argue that with me, I'll agree with you. But I've never once tuned in to Raw because they said, oh, Brock Lesnar's... But, I mean, on. was there ever really a Raw draw outside of Austin? I think that's another problem. There's... They don't create... WWE's afraid to create stars. Yeah, because they get too big and leave, and then they have to do it all over again. <laughs> Look at Becky. She's, she seems to be playing the seeds for the a, way out. Becky jumps, Becky jumps into the hottest movie franchise in history... And we'll be, on, we'll be on more and is looking to do more. So, like, I, from that point, I understand it. She was just on Billions last... No, you can't... See, if you create stars, then they leave. But you know you can create stars, you just create more stars. Yeah, but, like, there's, there's, not, there's not always going to be a Becky Lynch. There's not always going to be an Austin. There's not always going to be a Rock. There's not always going to be a Brock. That's on you to find them. Yeah, I know. But, like, just, the wrestling is drying up a little bit. Every, there's so many companies... Everywhere everywhere you could possibly wrestle there's good wrestlers there's phenomenal wrestlers and companies you've never heard of. Yeah. <coughs> and I think that hurts too. Like if you cuz you just you just lose like AEW's a viable option now. New I, Japan's a viable option now. I think the other thing that hurts is like um like professional wrestling like the in-ring product around the world is I, w- I wouldn't even say arguably it's the best it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Like if there's never been a period like there's where no bell the bell action has never been better ever. That's that's also is, a problem. The masses don't give a shit about bell to bell action. No, that that's the problem. There's you can't tell the difference now between a good wrestler and a bad wrestler. Like my dad, like I'll watch wrestling with my dad and like he doesn't get it. Like I'll be like this guy's a great wrestler and like he'll be like well what makes him a good wrestler. And, like, I don't know how to explain that to somebody who's yeah, not Yeah, no, a like, yeah, it's, I'm i saying, like, I, we could, no, not that we're experts. I know what you're trying to but say. But, like, way. we could see things that like, someone who doesn't watch wrestling won't, you know? Like, yeah, like, my dad just thinks AJ Styles is a guy. Like, a guy with a southern accent. Like, yeah. He doesn't see, like, what makes AJ Styles a good wrestler. Yeah, and you haven't seen, like, he hasn't seen... My dad can't tell the difference between AJ Styles and Rowan in terms of, like, in-ring skill. Yeah, because they're just doing moves. Yeah, they're just doing moves and they're just guys thing. yeah. Yeah, but That's like... That's why you need a guy like Austin or Rock or Hogan or... Becky. But even like, she's... She, yes, she's a star, but she's not... She's not a bad... She's... I don't think she's a game... Uh, I don't even want to say that because I not want to make the Becky fans mad, but... No, but it just, it just went on a little long... Like, there was a while. She was the hottest thing in wrestling. Like, there was... And she was... She was that guy, but... It's, yeah, but I don't want anyone to take offense to this, but like, what does being the hottest thing in wrestling even mean anymore? You know what I mean? You're right. You're like, right. You're right. Like you you know what you're absolutely right. Is the biggest star in wrestling even a star to people outside of wrestling? Mm I mean it kinda ended with Cena, right? I mean Cena was like everybody knew Cena. I mean you could make you could make an argument you can make an argument for Roman and Becky, I guess, but like You at least have to be aware of wrestling to Yeah, like I think if I, I think if I I think if I went up on the street and asked people to name two current wrestlers I think maybe 5 out of 10 could probably name Becky and Roman and yeah. how many of them are going to say John Cena probably all of them yeah and Cena's gone like once this like I'm not going to say luckily but the Fast Fast and Furious 9 got pushed back he can still do some WWE stuff I don't, like, see, I don't see it happening once that comes out he's gone he's a he's a megastar just like Dwayne uh he's just he's a megastar an absolute megastar but i just i don't know where this floor is and i don't think we can gauge right now yeah i you know i just don't think i don't think we can measure fairly right now not even making excuses for any company but i just don't think it's an accurate representation of the of what's out there right now i think if the total viewership drops under 1.5 pandemic or not you got to hit the panic button yeah that's but what is that panic button kind of throw shit at the wall and see what sticks like i think that's go back to go back to tv mature and then you lose all that money I mean, like, you can't do some of the things they did back then, now. And that's that's the crazy part, like, with But these, you're right, wrestling's not about wrestling. With these TV deals, they're still gonna make record profit, but the thing is, in four years... These it's, TV, empty. it's empty, In four years, it's these TV profit. deals are gonna be up, and then what? I don't know, I don't know. House shows have been hemorrhaging money to the point that Vince said, when this pandemic is over, we're probably not running house shows anymore. Jesus. Like... What these, are we seeing? These TV deals are what they're living on, and their ratings are going down. Like that's there's a fucking problem, and I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't even know what the exact problem. Like is. I, I'm, you know me. I'm never, I'm never doom and gloom WWE guy. I always like try to be rational about it, but like this is an issue. Like they gotta, they gotta. I don't even know what to do. Like I'm glad I'm not. I'm glad I'm not in that seat. Yeah, it's not probably not easy, and it's and it's not easy for. Any company, really, NXT and AEW didn't really grow any viewers. No, they've been they've been in the same hundred thousand dollar or hundred thousand dollar hundred thousand viewer range since I they mean, started. I think the last episode uh, before the pandemic, AEW did like eight hundred thousand. and Now they're in the mid six hundred. So even they lost they lost two hundred thousand viewers from this pandemic. What so. did what did what did AEW's debut do? As Mike just destroys a chair. Um... I will look that up real quick. I think... 1.2 or something think, like that? I think it did like 1.2. Was that the debut? What was the highest NXT rating ever? Uh, NXT never did a million, did they? Yeah. NXT, NXT did a million the first three weeks before AEW started going head-to-head. Okay. And then once AEW went ahead... Because that was during... Okay, that makes sense. Because they, cause they, they kept getting bumped to so suits. So AEW's debuted at 1.4 million.
1: So, so that's, almost at,
0: that's almost at Raw. That's almost at the bottom of Raw. That's almost at the bottom of Raw. Yeah. Which... Once again, can't gauge. And granted, it was the debut. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, everybody was getting checked. Like, in. what's the highest Raw viewership ever? The highest Raw viewership yeah. ever. But this is just, I don't know. You're right. There's a problem, and I don't know the causes or the effects of it. And there's no way to gauge it. Especially now, when the most interested fans aren't very interested because of the world that we live in. So let's see, I got the top ten uh I got the top ten highest rated RAWs in history. Number ten was June seventh, ninety nine, six point six five. Jesus. Number oh, I gotta scroll through each page. Oh, I hate that. Sportster or something? Yeah. Number nine, June twenty eighth, ninety nine, six point eight. Uh let's see. And it peaked to seven point two, which is even crazier. Number eight, the this is your life episode did uh, six point eight. Didn't, didn't, didn't the, this is your life's quarter hour do like nine? Something ridiculous, yeah. Uh, number seven, July 24, 2006.9. Let me just go all the way to number one, because that's, what, yeah, we're, we, that's I, what we're looking for. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. I'm going to say somewhere around 12. Wouldn't surprise me. Hang on, I got to flip through all these pages. And I wonder what episode it was. I will tell you as soon as I get through all these pages. But I just think we we cannot gauge right now. we just It's such a weird time. Okay, the highest Raw rating ever. The Rattlesnake dishes out his version of Justice. May 10th, 1999. No. It did an 8.1. 8.1? Yeah, this is the Raw that saw... uh, 8.1 million or 8.1 rating? 8.1 rating. How many million is that? I'm not sure. Oh, but I mean, it's got to be close to 10, right? Let's see. 8.1 rating. But I just, I just, I don't know. And it's not like they don't have the talent. Like you said, it's never been better wrestling right now. Top to bottom, WWE's roster is better than it ever, ever has been. But you don't have that top, top guy. So what that means is 8% of every TV in America is watching Raw. That's got to be 10 million people. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. That's got to be 10 million people. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just well, I feel like this is going to be a continuing thing. On so, our... so to put that in perspective... The Mass Singer did a 1.8 rating and that was 6.6 6 million viewers. So this did an 8.1 rating, which is probably like 15, 12 million viewers, 12 and 15 million viewers. Christ almighty. And now we're doing... We're one, doing one. 1. 1.5 third we're hours. We're doing one 15th. Oh, Jesus Christ. And obviously, like, sh- the way that we've consumed yeah. from 1999 to 2020 is different, but that's legitimately 90% of your audience that you've run off. But they really haven't... Done continuous shit though. I don't like I said, I don't I don't know. I'm I'm gonna be anxious to see what happens when we get a when we get crowds back. I mean WWE isn't going anywhere for at least the next four years. They have yeah. enough TV money to survive. To not sell a ticket and survive. Yeah. And <laughs> the way the world's looking now, they might need they might need that money and not sell a ticket to survive. Yeah. But Alright, let's get off that to be less controversial. Yeah, we did twenty two minutes on the It was the just an interesting Raw topic. Rating. Uh Roman Reigns. Oh boy. Less, much less controversial. Yeah, 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 totally. Nothing controversial going on with this fella. Uh, so, what do you think? All right, so backstory in case you've been living under a rock. Um, Roman Reigns, see right there is his cousin? Yeah. Roman Reigns pulled out of his WrestleMania match with Goldberg um, the day before it was set to be, the day, uh, they actually, it was supposed to be taped because basically the Miz showed up sick. There was a whole deal. We talked about it when it first happened. If you want to hear the full story, go back and listen to it. Um, The episode is called A Grave Mistake. Um, So if you want to go listen to that episode, that explains the whole story with what happened with Roman. But basically, he's been a ghost on TV since. So what is interesting is they have no problem mentioning, mentioning him on Twitter. And FS1 put an hour special of his greatest WrestleMania matches. But they refuse to mention him on TV. And the latest thing that got everyone mad Was on Raw this past Monday They're doing a countdown of the top five best Money in the Bank moment, Money in the Bank cash-in moments And Seth Rollins cash-in at Wrestlemania Was number one But the way they edited it, Rollins ran to the ring Hit a curb stomp on Lesnar The screen faded to black You heard the ref count one, two, three And when the camera turned back on, Rollins is on the ramp With the title <laughs> So, I think that, I don't remember correct. I don't remember like very clearly, but I think there was something that happened In between there Yep the Repo Man came out and tried to take it. Yeah, but so they edited Roman out off this footage. Um, first of all, what do you make of them not mentioning mentioning them on TV? And what do you think of them editing editing him out of the footage? I think they're two separate things. Uh, there's no need to mention him on TV. Yeah, that's that's my. There's, number, no, need, there's no need to mention him that's, on TV. that's my number one thing. If like, he's not if he's not part of the current storylines, there's no need to mention him on TV. What What are they supposed to say? Hey, by the way, just to let you know, still, like, Roman Reigns is the big dog of the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, like you're supposed to pop in every. Half Editing hour and out of the that? footage is different, but like I don't. This is one of those things like it's not very clear cut to me because yeah, like, it could be nothing, and we could everybody could be just talking based on history and just people love their bullshit, or it could be something. But I just don't see, especially Triple H, coming out in public saying you're not going to be pub- on, on ESPN saying you're not going to be punished for this and then doing this. Well. I'm not saying you're wrong, but what, what is he supposed to say? If you don't show up, you're fired? You know what I mean? That's true, too. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying, like, he was put on the spot by ESPN on live TV. Like, yeah. he couldn't just say, yeah, if you don't show up, you're fired. Like, one of the most recognizable... By by one of the most recognizable faces in sports. Meeting. Yeah, it's like, you can't just... Even if... Even, you gotta just... Whether you mean it or not, you have to say that. Yes. And I'm not saying that Triple H was disingenuous. I'm just saying, like... Or that it was his decision at all. Yeah. But I... I don't know. There's something going on here, but I think it's going to come out that it's not what everybody thinks. I take to I, I very, very, I find it hard to believe. Vince is, Vince is home saying, oh, "Fuck that guy." Like you know, they, I, that's kind of where I'm at too. I like, think there, I think there is something to it. Um, I know you disagreed with me, but I think maybe they wanted to make it seem like Seth beat Brock, and/or they didn't want Roman being pinned on it's TV. It's possible. It's possible. But I think it's just wrestling fans. Trying to play like, investigative reporter like they like to do. We all do it, we're all guilty of it. I do it, you do it. Yeah, well, we, we, we all, speculate. We don't we, we don't place anything on facts we don't know. Because I'm proud of that because a lot of people try to do that. It's a secret industry. There's a lot that goes on that yeah. we know nothing about and we oftentimes think we know. I think I think there is fire there's some smoke, but that does not necessarily mean there's fire. I definitely think they're mad at him, but I don't think they're trying to intentionally like erase him. Yes. I don't think they're trying to benoit him. No, they're not. And if you say that, you're an idiot. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like you said, I think there there might be something deeper. I I think there's something, but it's gonna come out to be not what people think. Yeah, see, I like them not mentioning him on TV. I don't think that's out of you. Like when fucking uh, when Seth Rollins tore his ACL, like they weren't mentioning him yeah. every week. And they also I mean? don't know when Roman's gonna be back. Yeah, you know what I'm like. You can't just you can't just say Roman Reigns will be here someday, and that's like that's yeah. it. Yeah. Because this could end next month. It won't, but it could. Yeah. Or it might not end until 2021. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, he can't be there. No. Like... I mean, it's the same with Kyle O'Reilly's gone from NXT. They haven't yeah. explained that one either. Yeah, well, and...
1: You it's know, similar,
0: similar situation. Some people are stranded places. He's, they're not mentioning them. Yeah, Bob Root's... I think he's stuck in Canada because he's dropped off the face Yeah, the he's not even, like, around. I know he lives in Toronto, so I'm assuming he was in Toronto. The border's closed, and now he's kind of stuck there. Once again, I'm not Sean Ross Sapp or anyone with Inside Info. This is just speculation on my part. But, like, there's a lot of people. Sami Zayn, he, he felt uncomfortable going to the tapings. They're not fucking... They just stuck Nakamura and uh, Cesaro with Corbin with no other explanation. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know... Which is a great trio. They're they're just trying to do what they can do. Like, yeah, they have to make by two. They can't be perfect. This, they're, they're 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 getting their ingredients taken away. They can't put out a perfect dish. Yeah. You know? So I, I definitely think there's, I definitely think they're not very happy with him. But no, like- but I feel like they understand. Like I, I, I just, I don't see Vince sitting there going, "This guy did This guy with cancer could not come to WrestleMania. Fuck him." Like I just all, don't see it like that. There's also the rumor that Vince is like a virus truther and like doesn't really believe in it. So I don't I don't know. I don't know about Vince. But Vince is like the most secretive person ever. We don't yeah, know. you, that's you true. hear you hear so much shit about Vince McMahon. Some people will say he's the nicest man on earth. Other people will say he's the legitimate devil reincarnated. And it's best And the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yes. Because you know I Like don't... Vince has done some deplorable, despicable fucking Things that should never be done by any human being. What mogul? What mogul hasn't? But he also pays for anybody's rehab who's ever been in the company. Yeah, no one brings that up a lot, do they? Not really. So, like, that's huge. Yeah, that's a that's a huge crutch you it can lean Probably on. saved countless lives. I can think of I can think off the top of my head, lives are saved. Jake Roberts, uh, Jeff Hardy, probably. Yeah, it was not in a good place. Matt Hardy. Yeah. Uh, Mike Bennett. Yeah, and that's just off the top of my head. Who else went to rehab? Scott, Scott Hall, eighteen, Hall. 18 times. Many times. Uh, Waltman. Waltman. And look, with Waltman, Waltman works there now, I believe. Loosely. Kinda. He doesn't. He 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 comes to the performance center on occasion. Yeah. He doesn't. I mean, that's a great guy to learn from. Yeah. Uh, and countless others. That's a huge crutch. Yeah. That's that's a huge crutch. Not to mention, there's an entire generation of drug addicts that that, that wrestles with this company. And. Uh... Even guys like Alex Kozlov, who never even made it out developmental. WWE still paid for his rehab because he was, he was still there. Yeah, that's, he was still part of the like family. Nobody mentions that a lot. Yeah, so like Vince has definitely a 1,000% done some deplorable things, but he's also done some really good things for some really good people. But, you know, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I just I, – I don't think he's Satan. Just but- like this Roman Reigns situation. Do I think they're pissed at him? Absolutely. Do I think they understand? Absolutely. Yeah. Like – I could be mad at you for something, but still understand why you did it. They're not... I mean, it, it, if Roman wasn't the top guy in the company, he wouldn't be a news story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, nobody's talking about the fact that Kyle O'Reilly yeah. has vanished off the face of the earth. But, like, Roman's or the Bobby top... Or Bobby Like, Ro- Roman's the flag bearer, so I understand... Like, as the as the promoter, you have to have him have certain responsibility for the product. Yeah, he was legitimately in a WrestleMania but main event. it's kind of like, yeah, we're mad at you kind of thing. I winked if that doesn't, if that, I can't. Yeah, th- no, they didn't. But you know what I'm saying, though? Like, we, we have to act like, we, well, you have to be responsible for this, but we get why you're not doing it. Yeah, and I think there probably is some heat on him, but I, I don't think there's heat to the extent where they're fucking trying to erase him. Because eventually he's going to come back. He just signed a new deal last year. Yeah. He's not going to AEW. He's not going to New Japan. Although I'd love to see fucking Roman and Okada. Um, You just pissed off so many people. I I think people are turning around on Roman. I think a lot of people like Roman now. Well, because I can point to 15 matches that he had that he's great. It's not even that. I think people are realizing that his failed main event push... Wasn't his fault. No, was, he said he's very, very good. They're making people him say, like Balor and Jericho said he's outstanding. They're making him say shit like tater tots and suffering succotash and like yeah. fucking you could have you could have Chris Jericho say suffering succotash and it's not going to get over. I wouldn't. I know he might make it work. He got a fucking clipboard over Tony. Like, but he got a Rudy tootie booty over. It was the worst thing I ever heard. And people were chanting it. Oh, God. You know, that wasn't written for him either. He did that himself. I probably was written for him, but he said, "Fuck your writers! I'm gonna make this work." But that's much it. like the revival, I don't Roman, know if that's where we're going next. But I was a—it's not natural but, transition, so uh, let's go there. Okay, I'll type re- of Curtis Axel first.
1: Uh, Curtis had, Axel's
0: gone. Yep. and yeah, I, I think he asked for his release. I don't yes, know. Yes, because came a week like you. They're not. They're not gonna like. They didn't go through the, the list. Although, although I could, I guess see Vince waking up and be like, "Oh shit! Perfect son works here. We have to release him." <laughs> although I would like that to happen because that's funny but I think he yeah, asked for his to, release I don't want to play with anyone's life like that that's no but no, no that's not but I just I just imagine <laughs> in the head is funny but god damn why anyone <laughs> tell me Henick's kid's still here if Vince wasn't walking down the street and going fuck Henick like just <laughs> Yeah, because the WrestleVotes report came out that they'd give practically anybody who wanted out their release, and then And then him later, and only him got released. Yeah. Like he wasn't part of the massive wave. He'll be fine wherever he goes. I like that. Yeah, him I mean, he's 40, maybe he wants to transition to coaching somewhere, maybe he wants to wrestle, I think him and NWA would be cool. I think him and NWA would be excellent, as Joe Hennig, though. Yeah, of like, course. Like, as I, Joe I don't Hennig. expect him to show up as B-team member Curtis Axel. Oh, no, but I mean, just make him Joe Hennig. Well, yeah. What else? Yeah. What else would he? He can have a night. He can you know what. That's a perfect place for him. Hope yeah. he goes there. Yeah. He's that kind of wrestler too. Yeah. Not to mention his father is one of the best, MWA style wrestlers ever. So, uh, Axeman, I hope you do well wherever you end up. Me too. Okay. Bef- but We're now both. I want to go hard all day, all night. Oh my for God! My I love this interview. People who are ready to fight, Shut up. Say yeah. 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 But yeah. But I believe. I that believe was awesome. it was. I believe that that we will win. <laughs> I hate you so much. You're the director of the fucking. uh... Shut up right now. <laughs> Do the roller coaster. Mike. No, no, fuck you. Do the you. roller coaster. All movie. right, can we talk about the goddamn revolt for God's sakes? I never thought I'd hear you say that. I love them now. This was an excellent interview. Yeah, this. If you tuned in expecting for a typical ex- WWE like, employee, I would have not out. have listened to it until you told me to listen to it. Yeah, because I didn't. Because I just. I'm sick of the. I'm sick of the Jericho fucking exit interview bullshit. Didn't work. Like Mox's was good. Brody's was just there. I didn't even listen to Brody's. It, it was decent. I read the, I read like some of the shit he said, and I'm just like, I'm not interested. It was decent, but this was just... They were happy for their time there. It was there. refreshing. It was. It was so refreshing. It, they were happy for their time there. They didn't agree on philosophy. They'll never be a tag on top in WWE since there's Legend of Doom. But I just think it was good. I, although, I'm very upset I never got to see the clown characters. Yeah, so I'm... Full disclosure, (coughs) I'm a man that will admit when I was wrong, when these drawings first surfaced, I don't know if we ever talked about them on the show or not, I don't think think we did. We did not. But when these drawings surfaced, I literally texted and said, oh my god, they were trying to bury these guys six feet feet below the earth. And then uh, Dax and Cash explained the characters on the podcast. If you haven't listened to the podcast, as soon as this show's over, please go listen to that show, because it's, I'm telling you, it's good shit. And basically, the character was supposed to be like, I. It was supposed to be an ironic character, like, "Oh, only comedy act tag teams get TV time. We'll, we'll be the fucking ultimate comedy act and still kick ass in the ring." Yeah. And I think Dax put it perfectly. It would have been fun to do, but it had a really short shelf life. And uh, Cash said he was excited to do it until the contract ran out. Like he was yeah. more, he was more than happy you know to what? do it. And they have were fun good employees. It. They didn't publicly ask for shit. They did their business the right way, and they got their let go. Yeah. So but take have, notes. They have to get up all their trademarks. That's fine. Don't make it not make it on <laughs> They can't own. call it the Shatter Machine anymore, which they seemed a little upset about. Yeah, it sucks. That sucks. But well, there's a million names out there you can name. It. I know, but that's just like WWE to give him one last fuck you in the way out. It's I respect it. I know. Mo- I would. I'd respect it in most cases. But after hearing that interview and like them, they did everything the right way. Yeah. It's like just let them have FTR, let them have Shatter Machine. Just like obviously you wouldn't let them have the revival, but just like let them have everything else. Yeah, that's true. But but I really like the interview. I'm sure that's that's even below uh, WWE's upper management's I think. Um, shockingly, they put over Vince a lot. Yeah. What is... <sighs> my favorite line ever is well, goddamn, pal, I'm from North Carolina. And Dash is like I know that's why I don't understand this. <laughs> no, they're, they're, it was very refreshing. Yeah, just listen to it. That's why we're talking about it. Can't recommend it enough. So on to some more awful news. New Japan's facing many cancellations, as everything else is. Yep, all shows are canceled through June sixth, including the entire Best of the Super Juniors tournament, which is my G one. I like this tournament more than the G one. I do too. I've talked about it several times. I'm a big fan of junior heavyweight, cruiserweight, whatever you want to call it. I love that style of wrestling, especially in New Japan. I love New. Japan's I just love how there's different styles. Sometimes. I love New Japan's junior heavyweight division. Um, I was excited to see, like, who was going to break out because their two biggest, their two biggest stars, Osprey and Shingo, both moved up to heavyweight. I mean, Hiromu's still there, but he's the champion, so they'd have to build someone for him. And, you know, I was anxious. I, maybe Show would have got his fucking breakout year. Show is 345 pounds. Listen, Show's the mean guy classic. He almost made the mean guy classic, I was going to say. Um... But I think the bigger blow is they also announced that their uh, Madison Square Garden show, Wrestle Dynasty, uh, which is supposed to be SummerSlam weekend, August 22nd, is now going to be sometime in 2021. And, I mean, I think we all saw that one coming. I don't think anything's going to be going on in New York City till at least October, November, if not even later. Um, New York's a complete shit show right now. It's not good. No, it isn't. But all hurts, all to the Manhattaners. And just... And the five burrowers. Yeah, it's just... Everyone except the New York Giants. Well, they're from New Jersey. Minus Laquan minus Barkley. He's fine. I'm from New Jersey anyway. Um, yeah, it's just a real tough deal. Uh, I mean, it's kind of good for us now because... We can see that show. Yeah, as long as it doesn't conflict with anything else. We, watch we know the, where to Watch them do it Mania weekend now. You <laughs> we know where to park. Mania might fucking be there. Well, yeah, Mania's in L.A. next year, and that's another place that's hit it's really not hard. happening. I don't know. I mean, t- who knows what could happen. With Where would they stadium, do it? The Coliseum? The Staples Center? Well, the stadium's going to be done by March. Is it? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just might not be done in time for the Rams' start of the year. It'll be done by fucking March, though. Yeah, okay. Well, that's just... Well. Taylor, Taylor Swift right now is the only event that's been officially moved back. Well, fuck! She was supposed to open the stadium in August. Oh, that's cool, actually. Yeah, but it's not happening now. It's just this company can't catch me. I missed the fuck out of New Japan Pro I know, Wrestling. I know. I have been watching a lot of random. I was like, I was sending you messages. I was watching uh, Don'taku 2011 last night. I was just like, ugh I Also, mean. they need to rearrange their site. It's so difficult to fucking navigate. Well, it's also not meant for us. No, it's not meant for us. But is not it not extremely difficult to navigate? It can be. If you, you, they have like they have like eight shows that they're on one show, and I do love. Uh, I don't know if you ever scroll down. If you scroll down. It has, like, a a picture of, like, all the titles. And if you click on the title, it's, like, every title offense. You just click on it. Like, if you want to see Chris Jericho defend the Intercontinental title against Evil. I mean, granted, everything's in Japanese. You got to kind of... Everything's also Eagle. Eagle? Evil. The the, The Jack Swagger Soaring Eagle? Um, Yeah, if you want to see Chris Jericho defend the Intercontinental Title against Evil, you just click on that and it'll take you right to the match. I really love that. I wish WWE would do something about that, but they have so many goddamn title defenses for every title. Yeah, that would probably be ridiculous. I watched, I watched, I watched almost every Raw of 1999, and there was a uh, when I was in between jobs last year, and there was a complete. There was a title defense on at least two out of three Raws. You think that's bad? Um, When we're done with this, just go look up. How many times the WCW title changed hands in the year two thousand? I'm not even talking defended. Did not it change hands like four times in one night once? It changed hands I think like eighteen times in a year, including like five vacancies. Jesus, this is ridiculous. But TNA, Kurt Angle's the inaugural TNA champion. There was For vacated, a. and then he won. Then and he, then he won it right back. back. But total nonstop action, baby. It's just I miss New Japan. Yeah. Can't wait for the back. That company's hit hard and, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good talent out there that now they can use a home. So, ending on this, just a quick note. AEW got fined by the Maryland State uh Sports Commission. Yeah, um so basically the story is Chris Cruz tattled to them like a couple months back Bitch. about the uh blood in the Kenny Omega and John Moxley match and the Maryland Athletic Commission levied a $10,000 fine to uh AEW and Chris Cruz is very happy with himself. But honestly, all this does is make the build for Moxley and Omega 2 so much better. Because all they have to say is, last time this match was so violent that we got fined. Oh yeah, they, they should absolutely use that's it. That's the builder right there. Now, can I say something? Yeah. This match, no wrestling match should be fine for getting too violent unless somebody legitimately dies. and Or very careless. This match should have gotten the fine for how fucking terrible it was. I hated this match. I'm sorry. I can tell. I hate this match. I know you do too. Yeah, but I didn't, I, I hate it just for like, I, it's just not the type of wrestling I enjoy. No, and I enjoy those two guys, and I just hate them seeing them do that. But, oh, that's it for the news. That went long, didn't it? Yeah. But it did, indeed. we had a good discussion that I believe we're going to continue every week on yeah, this. is every probably going to be episode. a weekly deal at this, like if they this come the out, numbers just keep getting lower, unfortunately. If they come out, we'll do 1-8 or 1-9 next week, or even a 1. We're definitely going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, so, because we got to follow up either way. Yeah. So, after this, we have the world famous war report from May sixth, two thousand and twenty. I like to double check the date there. I don't know what day it is anymore. They all do. They do all run together. It's amazing that is May. You should have known that that happened on May sixth because it was two years. Oh, it was our two year anniversary. Kind of. Kind of. I don't know. The I don't two- know if you'd say that was the or the the night at Donut Connection when we like made the Twitter and all that. I, I mean, conceptually for the first show. Con- it was the birth of the idea. Well, it wasn't even really the birth of the idea. No, it was, but it, it was, was the, the commitment. It was the conception. It was kind of like the engagement. Yeah, like yeah, like we were we were trying to have kids before that, God. and, I, and no, then and no. then and then we had kids, the, and then we fucked on the way home from backlash, and then no, we didn't. No, we, no, we didn't. We absolutely did not. No, we, we didn't. You know what I'm getting? It, the conception of the conception of an organized idea happened that night. Yeah. After that, that, that horrible backlash show. Could, I was a substitute teacher, and I didn't even remember what you were doing. You were, I was, were you at froggy yet? I was. St- I was starting my internship the next week, so I didn't even start my internship yet. Oh yeah, you were just graduated. Yeah, I just graduated. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. But, but you could say you could say there was quite a backlash from that show. Oh, that show was terrible. Although I did watch the Miz and Rollins match again before. It was really really good. But all right, we'll report next. But before we get there, we want to tell you about our friends at pro Leon belts. Belts. Um, if you want a custom championship belt, whatever the occasion may be, hopefully there's a football season this year so we can have fantasy football. Um, and I won't lose in the finals for the fourth straight year. So maybe if football season happens and you're a good fantasy player or a good commissioner and you want to get a belt for your league, that's the way to do it. Um, whatever the occasion may be, maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get a, a championship belt for the winner of the Mean Guy Classic and figure out an address to bail it to. You know what? I thought about this. Of course you did. Kevin Owens just opened his package. Rephrase. (laughs) Refucking phrase. Come on, continue. Uh, But the promo code you want to use to save some money is TBT15OFF. Once again, that's TBT15OFF, and they'll save you 15% off your order over at prombelts.com. Go check those fine folks out. And as uh, young Michael said, the war report is up next. Now for a very exciting war report. Um, I and enjoyed I the I hell out of both shows. Have so I have to say, this is the first time I've enjoyed both shows in a while. Yeah. This was the two good shows. For the most some good, some bad on both shows. For the most part, for the past month, I haven't given a shit about either show, honestly. Yeah, it's just hard to give a shit right now. This goes but this goes back to our first conversation and the thing. We're not going back into that. We'll be here all day. So, AEW Dynamite will start with, as always, May 6, 2020, from Daily's Place. First off, I must admit. I love Daily's Place as a venue for a wrestling show. It's very good. It's a great, unique look. Too bad it held Fighterfest Fest and that show. Sucked. No, no it held Fight for the Fallen. Show also sucked. Fighter Fest was in the Ocean Center. You're right. Fight for the Fallen sucked. You know what happened in the Ocean Center? The Ocean. The NWO formed. Oh, okay. Bachelor of the Beat in 1997, right? Six. Six. Fuck! It's All the right. second time I got you with the Ocean Center fact. You did. In the original Fighter Fest video, I, I pulled it out. Which you just listened to, like, last week. Yeah, and it was good shit. Go back and listen to me. Say, all you people are marks. <laughs> knock it, knock it, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> all right. Oh, I hate Michael Nakazawa. Thank God he's gone. Hopefully he never comes back. I mean, I've seen enough of him. How do you feel that you share a name with him? Oh, his name is not Michael. There's no way his name is Michael. There's not a chance his name is Michael. Well, in New Japan, there's a ref named Marty Asami. Yeah, no. So... I'm sorry. His name's not Michael. <laughs> I'm I'm, you know, I'm gonna prove this right now. Start off right here. All right. So the opener is Cody Rhodes versus Joey Janela. Both men were in leopard, or probably more accurately, jaguar print. So his name is Shoji. Well, it's Michael now. Yeah. And not to mention, Ref Aubrey was in was in zebra stripes. Well, fair enough. Were you including that in your tweet? I wasn't, but I'll take it because I just said animal print, so it yeah. works. Um. I enjoyed this match. Uh, we should note that. JR, uh, Shivani, and Excalibur were back on the call. No more Y2 brother in commentary. It's just such a goddamn shame. But Y2 brother had some great moments later in the night. So. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> I like this match, but there was one funny moment where like Cody whipped Janela. Oh, like, he couldn't get his fat ass up on the ramp? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I did like this opener. It was, it was fine. It was a fine opener. I, I, I don't... See what everyone else sees in Janela. I don't dislike Janela. I actually, I like Joey Janela as a human being because he loves like weird wrestling and, and we cigarettes. love and we love weird wrestling and you love cigarettes. And like like he books like fucking Onita for GCW. Well, yeah, that's 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 unbelievable. we were supposed to get Muda versus him, and like mudo's supposed to team with Chris Statlander. Think about that. That's just. That's a lot of face paint. So like, I love Joey Janela like as a human being because like we share similar weird wrestling fandoms. But like as a wrestler, I don't see what everyone sees in him. No, he's just you know why everybody sees in, sees in him because he doesn't work for WWE. Sorry, starting with the hot no, but t- it, it, anyway, am I wrong? Either. Is it like I, I don't know because I I don't see it either. I don't like hate him as a person. Yeah, like I like he's just he's fine. He's just there. And he's he's good to use once in a while. Yeah, like he's right. not like he says. He's known for the shit that I don't necessarily associate with. He's not he's not a bad worker by any means. He's like, got but he's got like the he's got like the EC3 treatment. Yeah. Where I look at this roster, and there are so many guys I'd push over him, just like EC3 with the WWE roster. And but like everybody wants Janela and EC3 to be fucking main eventers. Yeah, I just it, he doesn't bother me. No, I, I like just Ginella. like he's he's associated with white tubes and cinder blocks, and I'm not. That's not my kind of style. And white claws. And white claws. Um, Black cherry though, which suck. The only good flavor is the grapefruit. Although I didn't have the, the watermelons. Also I was gonna yet. say I didn't have the watermelon yet. Um, but yeah, this is a fine opener. Solid I, opener. I thought it was Cody. Cody I... hit the Vader moon salt. The fat guy moon salt. <laughs> Maybe Cody should be in the mean guy classic. No, Cody should not fucking be in the mean guy classic. Cody Cody should be in the douchebag classic. Wow. What is, what is with you and Cody? His hair and his tattoo. Like, he, I think his goal is to be a douchebag. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that endearingly. Listen. Like, I mean, like he's like, are you going to get that tattoo and dye your hair beach blonde like a fucking Bond villain and smoke ridiculous cigars? You're like, I want people to love me. I think you should get the Champion's Advantage tattoo, tattooed on your neck. The logo. Our final episode's punishment. See this logo? See this logo? You know how long it's been since I've been associated with this logo? It's been 347. All right. Up next is Nyla Rose. She basically squashed Kenzie Page. Holy shit, a squash match. Thank God. Um, That's what she needs to be doing. Nyla Rose looked fine after like a month and a half off. Yeah, so. she looked great. Um, She hit three power bombs. And uh, they cut to Britt Baker, who had a very funny look on her face. Britt Baker's a gem and a national treasure. Not as nearly as much as Dexter Loomis, though. Well, we'll get to him later. Up next, uh, Shivani interviews MJF uh mjf announces that he uh will be making his in-ring return he also had a burberry face mask which was a nice touch he is so goddamn good he is like i hate him out of respect yeah i hate him out of respect that promo was awesome and i did enjoy his shit with with uh, spears later and i hate spears so but they announced that mjf will be taking on jungle boy at double or nothing and then mjf proceeded to do a spit take so good shit Real good shit. Looking forward to that match. I don't know why it's happening, but it is. Uh Frankie Kazarian takes on the AEW champion. Ja! Don't 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 John. don't 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 don't. Uh, take don't. on John Moxley. Uh, I do want to note something. I love how they like put people in actual stands from Moxley's entrance. I laughed. Um, Kazarian came back with hair. He hasn't for the first time in since his TNA years. days when it was long. Yeah. Um, this is a match, I like the match. I thought it went a smidge too long, possibly. Um, I'm interested to see what this quarter hour did, because this went directly against Carry On Cross's debut. Um, but I mean, that didn't last too long. So I'm interested to see what this quarter hour did, because I like this match. Um, the announced team, uh, was playing this up, like Frankie Kazarian was Rocky Balboa, and, like, John Moxley was fucking Ivan Drago. I didn't think it was that much of an underdog matchup. Like, Frankie Kazarian's a pretty established wrestler But yeah like like he was yeah he's just a 45 year old tag wrestler you, think, now, you think that fucking scorpio sky would be like the rocky balboa of the group especially the fucking video packages where is he southern california i yeah. guess i don't know yeah but yeah, uh, no this had to be kaz daniels is too much of a too much of a name it's kyle's uh sky doesn't need to face the champion did lose because he will be champion one day and But this, cause Kaz did good, and Kaz is an excellent wrestler. I've been a fan of his for a while. We saw him wrestle live at the WrestleCon Super Show. So there was a paradigm shift, and Jonathan Moxley got the victory. But then... Solid return. ...joined the Dark Order. And the Dark Order came out and beat down Mox. And Jim Ross, <laughs> with possibly the line of the night, does nobody else give a damn. And I know it's a problem with... WWE does this all the time, too, but, like, do babyfaces have no friends? Like, all these heels be- we found this out later oh yeah there's multiple instances in the show we, 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 had a, we had a couple knock-up, uh, knockups on the uh, world's shittiest babyface list at least at least Moxley's wife doesn't work for the company because you know someone else left their wife out to dry later on yeah but um yeah JR basically buried the babyface locker room it was like there's nobody else but I guess it kind of makes sense in this case because like Mox is kind of a dick he's kind of a dick loner he is but they were in the crowd <laughs> they, yeah I guess they it- were 10 feet away they could have helped. They could have. They didn't help. But you don't think Billy Gunn come in there and start tilt the world, slamming motherfuckers? Like, come on. But um. But it's wrestling logic, and yeah, suspended. You, you can't you can't just like pick on them yeah. for that. But no, I'm not. Just the fact that Jr. like exposed it. Like, does nobody else care? That was vintage 1997, Jr. Yeah. Um, but eventually Mr. Brody Lee came out, and it was revealed that at Double or Nothing it will be. John Moxley defending the AEW World Title against Mister Brody Lee, and that's an interesting one. I'm sure we'll have a lengthy, lengthy discussion on that when we preview that show in a few weeks. They have to go non-finish, but I really like, I really like Brody Lee here. But if they go non-finish, it can't be the main event. I, I yeah, I know. I, I really, I really liked Brody Lee here. I I really did. He was the best I've liked him since he joined it. And that's Rich coming from you. Yeah. Oh no, I, I've always been a fan of his. I, I know, just, but you, I you've hate been the Finn very stuff. critical of the of the some of you. I have, but I've. You were like ultimate Brody Lee guy. I hate I hate the Vince stuff because I just think he'd be better off on, on his own. But I still I still do. But this had me wanting to join the Dark Order. I thought this was great. The beatdowns. He cut a great promo at Moxley. Well, I don't think you're in the Dark Order. You're like an associate. I am like an associate. They, 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 fucking fat fuck, Stay in Kennedy. A fat fucking bastard. All right. So up next, Lance Archer takes on Q T. Marshall, accompanied by Brandi Rhodes, and things got weird here. Um. So they actually had a. A little bit of a match. It wasn't a straight-up squash. No, I mean, Marshall, Marshall has established enough. Yeah, I don't mind that because he's a, an actual man on the roster. He's yeah, a nameless, faceless guy. And he's been, like, he's been known in wrestling circles for years now. He was, I believe, the Ring of Honor champion for a little bit. I don't think he ever won the Ring of Honor title. But he was a deal there. He was. Yeah, he was a guy in Ring of Honor. Yeah. Um, I like you a lot. I think him and Dustin's a great tag team. They've done nothing yet. So we should note that Jake Roberts is out here in a face mask. Not a great idea. But he pulled down the face mask, which was an even worse idea. Um, But whatever, I'm sure it's his choice to be there and nobody's making him be there. I just don't know if it's the smartest thing in the world. You know what, though? That's not for me to decide. I'll point this out as a person who knows Addicts. Him being there was probably the best for him. Well, I know he was with DDP while this was going on. He had to be. Yeah. Like he was alone in a hotel room with, with the world shut down. I feel bad for him. It but is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just I think it I think him being on the road, taking a lot of cautions is the way to do it because it's not great for an addict to be alone with their thoughts and nothing else to do. Just at the end. So Archer hits the blackout and he falls it up with the everybody dies claw. And that's enough Wonderful. to finish off QT Marshall. And then shit gets weird. <laughs> So Britt Baker jumps the rail, DDT's. The, well, we should note at one point Brandy took Britt Baker's shoe and threw it. Yeah, um, Louis Vuitton's shoe too, expensive shoe. Flair style. Very expen- very expensive shoe. Um, so then Britt Baker DDT's Brandy, and then Jake goes off stage somewhere, and he comes back with El Hijo del Damian. He's back. He's back and he's better than ever he's got a knack for making things nice look like a nice tree boa i don't know my uh snake i watched a lot of species. jeff corwin as a kid good for you jeff corwin was much better than the crocodile hunter so just kidding he he put the snake on brandy and my <laughs> question is where the fuck was cody i will, where the fuck was anybody this was the chief brandy I got like cody contra that came out I mean, the There's gotta be some HR shit going on right so, there. So, the announced team did try to cover up for this. They said the locker rooms are, like, in the football stadium, so you have to, like, get on a golf cart to, like, get to this... get to Daly's place. But, like you said, there's literally people surrounding the ring. Maybe they're all afraid of snakes. I don't know. Like, was DDP there? That's her fucking uncle-in-law. I... Yeah, I don't know where everybody else was. <laughs> it's baffling. <laughs> but... Cody, where save- it was Tully? Like, this is, even Tully's a heel, but he would not be done with this. Cody, save your wife, man. I don't care how long it takes. Fucking shitty babyface. Did you not see fucking how fast Matt Hardy got that golf cart cooking? <laughs> you could have got down there. Matt Hardy changed clothes three times. Like, he just, don't give me this locker room bullshit. At least they tried to make an excuse. Yeah. I will give them that. Yes, but it's just once again wrestling logic suspended. Yeah, but this was weird. He was over her. The uh, the snake was climbing up her snakeskin shorts. Which was bizarre, but you know what? The snake's back. You can't have Jake the Snake without Damien. I think. I don't know. I don't know either. It wasn't Damien. Damien. The, Damien, Damien, Damien was once a 16-foot yellow python. But does manager Jake the Snake need a snake? Yes, because he's just manager Jake from State Farm then. And I, just, I don't think... No, he's not. You hear the promos he's cutting? He's, yeah, but that's the snake. That's the snake talking. It's not Jake Roberts. I, but is That's that, Jake the Snake. He doesn't need a literal snake, though. He needs a literal right, snake. Whatever. Up next, we have... He the... doesn't need it, but I always like snakes. Up next, we have the best thing in wrestling history. An interview backstage with Darby Allen, And Taz is the one conducting this interview. And Taz asks if uh, he could help out Darby and give him some tips. And Darby just looks at him, walks off, and Taz like, I was just trying to help. If they put these two together... AEW loves managers. I think there's legitimately a chance. They think... They think... I think they need several vignettes of, like, Taz teaching Darby how to do a, the exploder suplex. They both and, need to roll the ring and skateboards. And, like, and, Arn, like uh, Darby yeah. teaches Taz how to do a kickflip. It's like one of those old feel-good movies in the 80s. Like, you talk about Arn rising. Imagine fucking... Imagine Taz on the same board as Darby. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, the boards are, like, connected together by like, a string. And, Taz comes out on Healy's. back. Oh, my God. Or like they, they switched to a bicycle and Taz is on the pegs. There's potential here to be all, be all kinds of hilariously bad. Yes, I need Taz and Darby as a group. Me too. And we should mention Taz towers over Darby, and Taz, Taz is, is a small man. Taz is a tiny little dude. Taz is a plump individual. Taz's size kept him out of the Mean Guy Classic, too. <laughs> Bigger, better, meaner. So now the main event, perhaps the greatest professional wrestling match in all of history. Don't. Because people are going to say that I want to punch them right in the throat. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, collectively known as... The Sex Gods. Take on Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy. So we should note Jericho and uh, Guevara come out in, like, street fight attire. As did Kenny Omega. I don't even know what Matt Hardy came out in. It was like a a smock with, like, tights. Omega did not look intimidating at all in jeans. And, a, and an AEW Revolution tank top. <laughs> that said, I was there. So I was. I you were there. <laughs> well, you were there. He, he was, was there. He was, was, there was lying. the best match of the show. Yes, and he had his knee pads over his jeans. Yeah, Well, sort of Guevara, but Kenny Omega had like his gimmick knee pads, like designs on them, it looked wacky. But and then this match got wild. So Matt Hardy, I, I think we're overlooking Matt Hardy's original outfit. What the fuck was that? He was dressed like a dominatrix. He was in like a smock with like long black tights. And then they're brawling for a little bit, and then he gets like thrown into like the the like lighting rig, and like he disappears for a while. Then he comes back in nineteen ninety nine Hardy Boys gear, and then the he was bro- too fat for the fishnets. <laughs> Stop it. And then the brawl goes backstage, and then just I don't even know how to break all this down. All types of wackiness ensues. There's an ice machine, a bag of ice. Omega, Jake Hager. Omega gives Guevara a buckle bomb into like the the garage door. And then Hager tries to charge at Omega, but Omega sidesteps and he comically charges into Guevara. There's a bag of ice and then the much less charismatic Jake Hager. They they throw Jericho and uh, Hager open like an, an ice cooler. They hit Matt Hardy with a 20 pound bag of ice that was supposed to be for JR's Moscow Mules, according to Shivani. Throw him, throw him in the ice machine. Close comes out demand. as Damascus. He comes out as Damascus. Then Matt Hardy commandeers a golf cart and he tells the cameraman i want you to document this shivani excalibur and jim ross bury this they said you dummy it's a tv show that's what we do oh man and then i don't know how to describe what happens next matt hardy proceeded to get in a golf cart and run over chris jericho (laughs) jericho wanted no part of it chris jericho took the funniest bump well Guevara's bump was funnier no, it wasn't. It was because, like, he somehow managed to they smash. They were on so opposite ends of the spectrum. That's, that's what makes it hysterical. Jericho, it was, Jericho slightly bumped by it. Jer- and he just moved it aside. And Jericho's, DeMar did a clothesline Jericho's clip. Jericho's bump was so bad that at first the announcer said he stepped out of the way. But then they realized that that wasn't what was supposed to happen. It's like, oh, That was just a the bump. They're like, I think it grazed him. And then Omega got in the golf cart. No, we're not there yet. First, Jericho gets a traffic cone. He waffles Omega with a traffic cone, then puts it on his head and proceeds to what I can only describe as a whale. He cackled like a witch. He cackled. He cackled like the banshees. Oh, whose boy. whales signal the end? <laughs> then Kenny Omega gets an eight scissor lift. He <coughs> he steps the scissor lift. He he switches the scissor lift on. It goes probably legitimately a good 15, 20 feet in the air. Omega looks scared, shipless, climbing this, but then proceeds to execute a flawless moonsault. I've never seen anything like it. Channeling his uh, former golden lover, Kogodobushi. Then, Omega and Hardy both get in the golf cart. Matt Hardy does a maniacal laugh, while Omega points at Guevara and says, get him. (laughs) Then they run down Guevara, who runs comically slow. Guevara was running about 2.5 miles an hour, which made this even more awesome. Guevara runs, then turns around and says, oh, shit, his fate is sealed. And he somehow smashes his head, but only his head on the golf cart, and does like a flip bump. It was amazing. And then Jericho comes back. Then Omega and Hardy seemingly have the match in hand, Omega uh, has, I believe, I believe he had, uh, do you have Jericho up for the one-wing angel or was it Guevara? Guevara. Yeah, Guevara up for the one-wing angel. And he was just sitting there with him in one-wing angel position. I'm like, what is going on? But then, from the south end zone of TIAA Bank Stadium comes Ortiz and Santana. They made a run-in from the football field. What were... Well, I I asked what they were doing, but I know what they're doing. They were bullying whoever's in charge of the Jumbotron to get an Inner Circle logo up for later. So they run in. They attack Omega. They shield bomb Matt Hardy through the table. Then Jericho hits Omega with uh, the Judas Effect elbow. And they pin Kenny Omega. They retreat back to the south end zone. They all flip off the camera. As the Inner Circle logo appears on the TIAA Bank Stadium Jumbotron, but right under the logo is a neon yellow sign that says, Dick's Wings. Eight stars. 42 stars. Eight stars. That was incredible. <laughs> that was. A, that was, you know what? It only... When you, have to, when you go wacky, you have to go full wacky. Yes, when you, yes. That. you can't halfway do it. No, because then it's bad. Yes. You got to go full wacky. I enjoyed it. They knew what they were doing. Like, not my cup of tea, but I enjoyed it. That's exactly what I said. Yeah. They had a DDT match in Jacksonville. With Jim Ross on the call. And Tony Schiavone. Yeah. And it worked. It worked because everyone committed to it. And it was incredible. I I'm sure a lot of people hated it. I'm sure a lot of people loved it. But... That was one of the damnedest things I've ever seen. It was. It was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible, Shut up. Say. Let's go to NXT. So, NXT from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. The show opens with Johnny Gargano's new entrance music. Rest in peace, Rebel Heart. It was good, though. And you know he's going to turn babyface someday and it will be back. Yeah. Uh, now, blow, blow the roof off the joint. Um, so, Gargano takes on Dijakovic in the opener. Um, Dijakovic has all, has the advantage early. He's throwing Gargano around using his power. Using his mean guy powers. However, yes, he was indeed. However, Johnny Gargano hit a chop block, which was a 15-yard penalty. It was still first down, though. Yeah, it was still first down, so. And after that, Dijakovic was selling the right knee for the rest of the match. Uh, Penelope came out. Penelope. Not, Not Penelope. Jesus. Never mind. At this point, the... Poison Pixie Candice LeRae came out. I love hail hail Candice, uh, and uh, Dijakovic ended up battling back. He hit an impressive like he flipped off the top rope and like turned it into a super kick. Um, he had Gargano up for a power bomb, but Gargano uh, like exposed a turnbuckle at the same time. He sent him into it with a head scissors, then hit the one final beat DDT for the win, and Johnny Gargano got the victory over Dijakovic. Alright, that's fine. Heal Johnny's something. Yeah, if you're building Heal Johnny, it's... Dijakovic it's just is he Dijakovic. He's, just, he's, a, he's, a, he's the best bout machine. <laughs> that's... <laughs> I, I don't think that's who he is. <laughs> that's who he is. I mean, do you ever, does he ever have a bad match? Mm, uh, I wouldn't phrase him as the best bout machine, but uh, more power to you, I guess. I um, mean, he just, he just wrestles Keith Lee, and that's the best bout. I enjoyed it. Um, it was a fun match. The, the styles meshed well. Dajakovic is like Well yeah, because they're two PWG wrestlers and just two very different sizes. I don't even know how to describe Dajakovic. she's like rigid but athletic. And I like that. No, me too. I'm like not... I like when big guys look like big guys not doing knock. things. Like that's why I like Brody Lee so much. Like, like Brody Lee does some pretty impressive shit for how big he is, and but he looks like a big guy doing it, and that's a last art. I watched Dajakovic do a springboard shooting star press once and I feared for my life as he did it and I was at home watching. <laughs> that's how like rigid he looked doing this move. But uh, that's that's that is a positive in my book. Abs- oh, me too. Absolutely. If, if, you, if you like, uh, like I said, watch Brody Lee's Hercunranas. It just looks like he's a giant man doing it. Um. So up um, next, the interim cruiserweight title tournament. Akira Tozawa takes on Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Um. Every time I see Gallagher, I can't get over his tattoos. No, it's terrifying. But it's you know what? I've always been a fan of him since the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, uh, I just, I think I like his style, snake pick graduate, shout out Gil, and, uh, that's it, I mean, this was good, this was as good as you expected to be. This is a great technical match, um, Tozawa showed why he he's the stand of a monster, he hit a DDT on the apron, rolled him in the ring, hit his diving senton, which he floats when he hits. I've never seen anything like it. And after the match, she cut a promo, calling out El Hijo Del Fantasma, promising to beat him, and Akira Tozawa is two and oh. Have to say, the tournament's been good so far. All right, we got to talk about this. I know we texted about it a little last night. But is it not baffling to you that Akira Tazawa is 2-0 in this tournament, but he's a legitimate job guy on Raw? It's, it's weird. It is weird. It's a weird juxtaposition. Like I don't think it's good or bad. It's just weird. It's a weird place to be. I also think it's circumstantial. Like, they can't bring in job yeah. guys right now. Yeah, no, yeah. He's just... He's gonna be a... You know, that's true. It's it's probably more circumstantial I think than that's... Anything. I think that's more of what Another it is. Another thing people look too far into. But, like, if you know he's in the cruiserweight tournament just get someone else to do it, there's... Yeah, but, like, him being on TV is, is not a bad thing. I'm not saying it is, but it's just weird that this guy's getting destroyed by Austin Theory every week, but then he's coming out and beating all the cruiserweights. It kind of... I don't want to say it buries the whole division because that's a, tr- a strong word, but it definitely doesn't make the division look the best. That's fair. But apparently Heyman likes him a lot and will be using him after it. I like him a lot. I think he's outstanding. I really do. He floats. And Tozawa might fucking win this block. He's 2-0. All he has because Swerve is 1-1. Phantasma is 1-1. And Gallaher's zero 0-2. So if Phantasma... It's either going to be Phantasma or Tozawa. Swear was eliminated by Tiebreaker. Yeah. Which I did not see coming. I right. I think we both picked him in the finals. Well, we picked Phantasma because of the weird kidnapping situation. Yeah. So basically, if Phantasma wins, he will win the block because we will have the head-to-head victory over Tezawa, Yeah. So I guess that's where it's going. Well, I, yeah. This is going to be the last week of the tournament, right? Yeah. So, so that's last, okay. So, so it's, the last it's match. game seven. Yes. So it, It's game seven for that block. Yeah. Tezawa and Phantasma is basically going to be for who wins the block. Yeah. Weird situation. Very weird situation. I did not see, I did not see Tazala in this situation when this tournament started. Doesn't, not complaining about it. No, it doesn't surprise me. I like him a lot. Not complaining just, about ah, it. Ah, I, just, ah. I just didn't see it. Neither did I. I thought I was going to be swerved, but although I don't think any, any single one of the wrestlers look bad this tournament yet. So. Zia Lee taking on Chelsea Green with Robert Stone. Um, am I the only one that thinks Robert Stone needs more clients? Yes. No. No, you think him and you think he, him and Chelsea just? Do you think that's? Wait, I. You're not the only. I think he needs more clients. Yes, too. that's what I'm saying. That's, I, that, that's, that's what that's I meant to get across. Cause he like, let him, him build a little, little. Let him build a little faction. Well, you can't be the Robert Stone brand and have one person. That's not a brand. That's true. That's. You're just a geek. Yeah, you're also you're just that's also very very nitpicky but.
1: But no, no it is not
0: nitpicky. You can't be a he more. should add more people, and I think that's the plan. Okay, so, so Ron SmackDown are brands, right? Yeah. What if they only had one wrestler each, that's true. But I just think, I just think that's the plan. We're just not there yet. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I just it because this just recently just got really good. Um, so Chelsea Green took on Ziya Lee. Um, they're actually going back and forth until Aaliyah distracted Zaya, and then uh, Green hit the, she calls it the I'm Prettier. I like that a lot. Which is, I love that. It's, it's, you don't know how much I love that. It's, I like that a lot. She hit the I'm Prettier for the win. The Unprettier. Which I believe also, uh, it was a kill switch. It was a kill switch. It was the Unprettier. Then the kill then switch. Then the kill switch, and then Breeze brought back, back the Unprettier. And now it's the I'm Prettier. Now it's the I'm Prettier. I, I like that move. It's a good looking move. It is. Um... Yeah, this was a thing. It was a match. Yeah, it was just basically two. And here we go. Yep. I was gonna say something, but I just saw what was next, and here we go. Here's where we disagree a little bit. Carry on, Cross with Scarlet, taking on Leon Ruff. The bell to bell stuff I loved. The entrance, I didn't hate. I just think it has a shelf life. I think you're right, but I don't think this will be his entrance. This was an arrival. This was his arrival and, but God damn, what a presentation. No, yeah, it was, like, it was like, something. If, it was if, certainly something. I don't know how to explain this without saying exactly what happened, but if I've ever seen a package for someone they've got plans for, this was it. Yeah, he already feels like a superstar. Yeah, this was it. So this was an arrival. This was like Shinsuke showing up on SmackDown. It was an arrival. It wasn't, it wasn't, I don't think this will be his weekly, uh, weekly thing after a certain amount of time. But this was pretty goddamn incredible for a first impression. Yeah. If they like he was on Impact, so not a lot of people have watched him. If this is your first, if this is your first impression of this fucking it's a hell guy, a first impression, you're like, oh my god. So I think that's why they did it. Like that's... he was he was on Impact, and Impact if... has been good, all right, for a little bit now. But it was awful for years and unwatchable, and not even on TV. So like it's just, if you are right, I will accept it. But if we're a year and a half in and we're still doing the same entrance. I mean to have a bone to pick with. Like you? It, that's fine. But it's like the same thing as the fiend entrance. Like that first, that first I watched him Slam Day. That first fiend entrance meant something. Yeah, I was like, there. Yeah, like I t- I, I got shows watching it here. Like I was like just whoa. I remember watching it the first time. I was like, oh my god. But the fiend doesn't wrestle every week. There's no. a difference. No, I don't think he will either. I could fair enough. You know, that's another thing. I fair don't think point. he will either. He doesn't need to be like wrestling think of a mid-card. Conan Reeves, if he's even sold the company, I don't know. Like he although I'd like to see him come out and murder Grimes. No! Cameron Grimes is our guy. What happened? No, he's not our guy. Dexter Loomis happened, and then he's, he's our guy now. Cameron Grimes is still my guy. Mm. I like Loomis. I love Loomis. He's got a great little hat. I want a shirt that says Loomis is looming. Do they have a shirt for that? Because I will buy it. I don't think so. We should be on the marketing team. We should be. Um, but, so the Mac starts, um, we should describe, we should try to describe the entrance the best we can if you haven't seen it. That's fine. So it starts black and white. Um, Scarlett is singing a song about the four horsemen of death which eventually leads to them telling you to fall on your knees and pray. The black and white turns to red, and there is so much smoke that when the bell rings, there is still smoke pumping in. The Street prophets are jealous of all this smoke because they want it. Boo. It's not boo. That's yay. You're boo. <laughs> um, so then the bell rings. He hits two Saido suplex, and then locks in the cross jacket for the victory. Well, he actually murdered him in the first Saido yeah poor Leon Ruff may not be with us anymore (laughs) Leon Ruff is also the guy that Aleister Black fucking booted his head off like two weeks ago so Leon Ruff his I'm I'm sure he's happy to be getting the look from Evolve but he's had a rough few weeks no pun intended (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say he's had it rough like he's he's had it rough he's had it rough he's had it rough but the entrance was just outstanding it was an arrival oh my god um Let's move on. Hold on, hold on. Continue. It wasn't. It wasn't wasn't who you think wrote it. Oh, I know, but I just. What else? What more did he want? I don't know. Um, Io Shirai versus Charlotte. Oh my God! The line, the last line. I didn't read it. It's more silly than imposing. See, I, I don't necessarily agree with him, but I get what he's saying. I didn't get silly at all. S- Scarlett's lip singing was ridiculous. Okay, without the lip singing, it was more badass. But I will give... The lip singing was bad. As good as she is, yeah, that's, she I'm gets not, a point for me. I'm not knocking her. I know she's very good. he's outstanding. They're a great... They're uh, beyond outstanding together. The angel with the devil is a great juxtaposition. Yes. I think that's the second time I've used and that word. And he looks like he's just going to be a murderer, and that's what he needs to be. And his facials need some work. They were a well, tad yes. goofy. Well, there's also 300,000 more people watching him. I know. I'm not fucking... No, no, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I'm just trying they to say They were a it. bit goofy. He looked like that guy from the Adam Sandler movies with the fucked up eyes. I'm just but... trying to say I see his point. No, yeah, no, I get it. But, it, but they have some time to knock it off. And that's exactly what he said. It. He said the over-the-top singing. Yeah. I just... It wasn't silly. That's that's ridiculous. So up next, Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair. They had a really fun match until Charlotte pulled out a kendo stick. Nice callback to the Ronda Rousey rivalry, and uh, whacked Eo with a kendo stick. Um, she continued to attack her after the bell, and she locked her in the figure four around the ring post. I guess it's technically a figure eight around the ring post. Looked painful. It did look very <laughs> painful. very painful. That looked like it hurts. Then Rhea Ripley came down to make the save, and then that ended up with Rhea and Eo yelling at each other, which was very weird. Um, well, Eo's a loner. It, I don't know. It was just weird. It's weird with no fans and them just yelling at each other. Yeah, but like, it's, I understand back. why they did it. Like, they just can't, they just can't, it, that's bizarre. But it's bizarre that the fact that, that we, we can't judge by no fans. Like, it, the show must go on, as per usual. I don't I don't mind the DQ finish. It seems no. like it's setting up a three way. Yeah, nobody loses. And maybe you can get fans by the time they do it. But I don't like the fact that they're going to a three way when they say no more automatic rematches. I'd like to see Rhea beat some people first. Like yeah, well, we, back we, we don't know that's for sure. I mean I think it's pretty safe to say we're headed. I mean it's it's I mean it's a good guess based on history, but nothing said for sure. Alright, so I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. No, yeah, it was a good matchup until then. I mean, yeah, has best women's wrestler of all time and then Another top. And then Charlotte. And then a top another top 10 or 5 women's wrestle on the planet. So that's fine with me. Interim cruiserweight tournament, Kushida taking on Tony Atlas. Um, so, did you do that on purpose? Jake Atlas. I did not. I did not do that on purpose. <laughs> I'm just trying to get the visuals. Wrestling Tony Atlas. That would be something. He just gorilla presses him. That would be something. Jesus, that was a Freudian slip. All right, continue um jake atlas uh i can't believe i said tony atlas christ <laughs> i can't think of a more opposite person of jake atlas and tony atlas in every conceivable way tony atlas is a mean guy um <laughs> i'm thrown off my game now all right continue atlas had an enziguri but Kushida just kept on fighting back um atlas went for a move off the top rope but Kushida caught him in a cross arm breaker and got the submission victory after the win, Kushida promises that he would join the, the legacy of great Cruiserweight champions in WWE, so he dedicated this victory to Enzo Amore, basically. Yep. Didn't know what you meant when you texted me that last night. But yeah, that's what so he said in the post Yeah, I know. said, I dedicate this to all the great Cruiserweight champions of the past. He might win this tournament. I think he's going to win this tournament. Well, we have another interesting situation, because next week, much like the A Block, It'll be Drake, Maverick, and Kushida. Oh, no. And the winner will potentially move on to the finals. Oh, no. Although, if, although I don't know what's going to happen. Because if Jake beats Tony Nese and he's 2-1, and one, there's a gigantic... Well, Jake would have the tiebreaker over Maverick because he beat him. Yeah. But Kushida would have the tiebreaker over <coughs> Atlas. But if Maverick beats Kushida, he'd have the tiebreaker... They can't do that Kushida just has to win. Yeah, because it gets too complicated. If yeah, Maverick it, wins. it gets too complicated. But although they they have not been good at these kind of tournaments. But if Maverick wins and it gets that complicated, maybe they do like a fucking four way or something. Loser leaves the next day. Oh, they can't do that. That would be. So yeah, it's gonna be. I fully expect the finals to be Kushida and Phantasma. Yeah, that's where which well, is what we called from the beginning. Yeah, it was either was either gonna be for Kushida and Swerve or or Kushida and Phantasma. Um. So Finn Balor uh, talks to his attacker directly. He says he doesn't know who assaulted him, but he promises to make him pay. He says that he'll make him suffer for what he did, and he makes people famous. He gives people the bright lights. He basically gave him the Undertaker 2002 speech. I'll make you famous, kid. Yep, and he did make him famous. Well, that him was Cameron Grimes in his shitty little hat. He's not the one attacking him. I don't know who's attacking him, which is good. He came out to face Denzel Dejeuner, he hit him with the cave-in after a few belly-to-belly suplexes. Afterwards, they made my guy look like such a geek. He said, if Finn Balor was here, I'd slap him right in the face. But Finn Balor was here the whole time. And Although, I, I, I kind of like Chicken Chick Grimes. I love Chicken Chick Grimes, actually. In his tiny little hat. His little shitty little hat. Roddy got his shitty little boots, and Grimes got his shitty little hat. Um, WWE took Trevor Lee and gave him a hell of a personality. Yeah, uh, they've done very well with him. But they're so stop and start with him, which is Yeah, which mm, stop and stop with a lot of people. Especially when you have uh, especially when you have people arise like certain other people we'll talk about later. And it's counterproductive to have him squash this guy and then like have him just get squashed by Balor next week. I don't mean, know what they're gonna if do. if they're gonna do a continuous rise, he's not at Balor's level yet. So I mean that makes sense, doesn't it? But they've done this so many times like they did with him and Keith Lee. Like yeah. he just like he beats the little guy only to fail the big guy, and you can only do that so many times. That's true, but I, I like his character, I hope he'll beat it. Unless he is aligned with whoever ta- whoever's attacking Balor. Next week, they show themselves. That who knows? Let's let it play out. Who, would you, who, who do you want this to be attacking? Because I don't think it's Phantasma anymore. You thought it was Phantasma at first? Yeah. Why would he be attacking Balor? Not, I mean, uh, kidnapping people. Well, I think oh, That's I, I, the Kushida story. That's what he's doing with Kushida. Yeah. I don't know who's attacking Balor. Who do you think? Maybe Loomis. I hope, I hope so much it's Loomis, because like Loomis is in like a weird tweener role as we're g- about to get into. I don't know what the he does. He does what the fuck he wants. Okay, he, does. he doesn't do anything. How I did he, how did he not make this tournament? <sighs> he's not mean. He's just godly. He's pretty mean, dude. He chokes you out, then rubs your head. <laughs> he dives out of the ring and then punches you. I love he's, the crawl. He's just the best. He's the crawl the best. is the crawl is my favorite thing in wrestling. He's rugby. unbelievable. So Adam Cole and the Velveteen Dream. Um... So Adam Cole and Dream are going back and forth. Cole is mocking him. This felt rushed. It did. This went like ten minutes, which didn't feel like an NXT title match. It usually go thirty. Yeah, but, but um, circumstances. Dream is in control, but the ref gets knocked out. Although I like the way they finished it. Outcomes: Strong and uh, Bobby Fish. They came out before the referee got knocked out. Because Because right. L- because then, as they were coming out. Loomis appeared from under the ring. Loomis loomed. He loomed. The greatest sports attraction in the world today came out from under the ring and just stared at them. And then he got up and he threw, I believe bobby fish into the referee and that was a knockdown and dream got a 14 count and yeah, then hit the purple rainmaker yeah and then uh a last shot ended it which is a good way to end it yeah i mean if you if you want this match at a takeover in front of a crowd to crown dream it makes sense right yeah it's a fucking it's scree like it's a scree finish obviously yeah. they had to get this match out they couldn't continue the one build until then because we don't know when then will yeah be And there's something going on with Loomis and the Undisputed Era. I don't know what. Maybe he has Kyle O'Reilly kidnapped in his freezer or something. Oh, my God. That would be great. I just want him to kidnap everybody. What if he has just Kyle O'Reilly in his freezer? I just want him to kidnap everybody. He's the greatest human being ever. So we got a lot more questions than answers from NXT this evening, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Not a bad thing at all. So time for MVPs and the winner. Um, First for the winner... This is the first time I enjoyed both shows in months. Like, I loved AEW, and I loved NXT last night. So I'm not going to pick a winner. I think both shows are fantastic. I don't give a shit if you say it's a cop-out. I'm just not picking a winner tonight. I'm actually agreeing with you. I enjoyed both shows. Um, For my AEW MVP, it's got to be Kenny Omega, because he had to put that street fight together. That had to be all him. Oh, that was all him. And it was just so much fun. My AEW MVP is going to be MJF. Because I thought his promo and his stuff with spears was excellent. Uh my NXT MVP, Heidi Nako Carry on Cross. Yeah. I may not have loved the Ancients as much as everybody, but just the match and the impact, no pun intended, was great. Yeah, no, it was an arrival. And he's also my NXT MVP, and he's also my overall MVP. Wow, double dipping. Yep. Cause I mean that was just that marginally was better than everything else the other two nights you took that two shows. you took that fry you put it in the ketchup then you put it in the campfire sauce and then you double dipped man I love campfire sauce fuck ketchup though I don't need ketchup really occasionally with eggs ew you're a ketchup with eggs guy I'm more of a hot sauce with eggs guy that's acceptable but like if I don't have hot sauce sometimes ketchup no if I don't have hot sauce I'm just like, I really don't need ketchup at all I don't like ketchup but fries fries without for, other than cheese fries don't need anything what about chili Sometimes okay, can't can't be a regular thing. It gets, it's got that's a reward, right? Yeah, right. Um, so my overall MVP, I'm gonna give the nod to Gargano, just because I've been so critical of him as a heel, and I'm finally starting to buy into him. So I think it was a great step for Gargano. Yeah, he's doing good. He's doing good. So up next, we will run through the Money in the Bank pay-per-view that is this Sunday from both the PC and the corporate headquarters. We will talk about who we think will climb the corporate ladder, and we'll get into the other matches that are announced. So stay tuned. Money in the Bank takes place May 10th, 2020 from the WWE Performance Center in Orlando, Florida yeah. and WWE Global Headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. You know what's funny? What? Never when you texted me, unless money the bank's having at Vince's house, that it's yeah. not happening. We were close. It, this is basically Vince's house. We were close. I guarantee he spends more time there than at home. Oh, guarantee it. So it's technically Vince's house, although the T Rex skull better go down. Um, it was originally scheduled to be in Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore. We were originally scheduled to be there and at Raw the next night, so it's yeah. a double fucking whammy. Yeah, out. you know what? I think that's their loop because every pay per view in Baltimore, the next Raw is a mux Yeah. Every, every one. Yep. Uh, like it's it's bizarre. Yeah. But bigger things right now. The our arena is currently being used as a testing center. It is indeed. Yeah. So, rather it be used for something. And not like an Andrew that. Martin Center either. No. <laughs> test test. This is test. Best team not gonna wrestling. I disagree. But rip. All right. So we have six matches announced at the time of this recording. Maybe there will be, or two more. Maybe. maybe there'll be more on SmackDown. Maybe not. It's, it's usually it's usually it's two matches when we're recording. So, yeah, but uh, the move to Friday has paid off. Unlike for the Fox Network and Friday Night SmackDown, I called that when it happened. I, I'm telling you, I think it has less to do about the day and more to do about other factors. But that's another te- discussion for another time. Up first, a fatal four-way tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The New Day, Big E and Kofi Kingston, defending defend against The Miz and John Morrison. The Forgotten Sons, Steve Cutler, Wesley Blake, and or Jackson Riker, And the Lucha House Party, Grand Metalik, and Lince Dorato. Who you got and why? Mm, this would be a wild pay-per-view. Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado. No chance in hell. <laughs> no, I, they're retaining. I'm going with the Forgotten Sons. Oh no. I know. Oh no. I know. Oh God. They've been pushing them hard, man. They have. They're gonna win. Fuck. They've been pushing them hard. Alright. Well, I'm going. They're, you're, I'm going retaining, you're going forgotten Suns. And Sons. think about it. If they were going to uh, if they were like if they were gonna switch the titles to New Day, why would they do it in a random Smackdown and not pay the New Day had to be transitional champions to get go from heel to babyface back to heel? True. I think the Forgotten Sons are going to be forgotten no more. And they're going to be the SmackDown Tag Team Champion. Jackson Riker, Fucking Blake. Blake's going to be a tag team champion. Hey, he yelled it with Buddy Buckets in the NXT. In NXT so, that was so long ago, and he did nothing since, and now he finally has another shot. And he was also Team at Rusev, or was that Buddy Buckets? Uh, I think I was Blake. Was it Blake? I think so. Huh. Um A singles match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey defends against Tamina. God, this feels like a seashell. This feels like that card you posted from the Scranton CYC in pay-per-view form. It's a great card. Goldust is on there. Uh, and the Rock. And the Rock, but wasn't the Rock yet? He's uh, getting close. He was. It probably. He was in the nation, like within within about eight months. He might have been referring himself as the Rock, but he wasn't officially the Rock yet. No, probably, probably in that timeline. But I think Tamina takes it. I really do. I think all her. Decade and a half of hard work is working out for her, and she will take it. See, I know a lot of the internet hates Tamina, but I got nothing against her. I know she's a meme; she's a fun meme. She is. She's fun. She's fun to make fun she's of. She's the meme machine. But you can't argue her dedication or hard work, and I think you know what? Give her a chance. I'm okay with it. But I think Bailey retains because all roads lead to Sasha versus Bailey at SummerSlam, unless they think that match is so big it doesn't need doesn't need the title. Toss can Sasha and the title. That's well. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if they determine this match doesn't need the title, that's probably the road they'll go. But like this, that match also needs fans, especially heel Bailey face Sasha in Boston. That's what I think. They're still banking on SummerSlam happening in front of people. Yeah, like I don't think it will, but I think there's banking on it. I mean, no pun intended. I've a lot of unintentional puns today. Yes. Um, but I'm going with Bailey. I think they still want that Bailey versus Sasha title match. So up next, a singles match for the Universal Championship. Braun Strowman defends against, and I gotta make this perfectly clear, he does not defend against the fiend. Braun Strowman defends against Bray Wyatt. Who you got and why? Bray Wyatt. Or no Braun Strowman, sorry. I think there's gonna be a fuck finish that leads to Braun versus the Fiend, and they'll buy themselves another month to figure out what the fuck to do. Yeah. Because I don't think they know I don't even think they know what to do, right? They now. weren't supposed to be here, Roman and, Roman and Fiend was supposed, Roman and Bray was supposed to be all summer. Yeah. And, and the, Roman is erased from history. And now they because I think the fact that they went with Regular Bray tells me that they're trying to buy more time and figure out what the fuck to do. Or he's going to try to be Braun's friend because regular Bray and Braun are friends. The Fiend is where Braun has a problem. Right? But I think on SmackDown, regular Bray kind of shit on him too. All I, right. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I say, that change, that he, I say no contest of some sort. That, that, that title That title's not going on Bray at this pay-per-view. I agree. I, I think a no contest of some sort is what I would go with. That's fair. Ron retains, no matter what happens. The WWE Championship is on the line. As but the fiend will show up. As Drew McIntyre defends against Seth Rollins. Uh, Drew. Drew's in for a long reign, and he needs fans. So the, that title's not going anywhere fast. Yeah. Anywhere soon. I, a lot of people are calling Drew's title reign already a failure. I don't but think that's how fair. How can you judge? I guess the ratings. Like, he would have... No, you can't. You can't. I mean, people will. I'm not saying it's no, right people will, or wrong. but you can't. Like, him claymoring, claymoring Brock at Mania would have blew the brains off Tampa. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't judge. It's unfortunate for him. I think of anybody that suffered character wise during this attempt. Cause you can't be a badass in front of no people. I'm sorry. I agree. Drew's gonna win. Um I think he's have a long reign, whether fans are there or not. I think they have plans for him as the guy for now. I mean he's And he's earned every bit of it. He was getting over before COVID took out all of the fans. The, the, the Claymore, the opening Claymore segment the, the, on Raw. The 3-2-1 Claymore yeah, like, has gotten like super but over. when he Claymore Brock three times on Raw, he blew the brains off the place. Blew the roof off the place, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> That's, that analogy, man. Yeah, it's not my And then finally, the last match announced a 12-person intergender Money in the Bank ladder match as both cases will be hanging and the match will be going on at the same time. Um, So we have Oscar versus Shayna Baszler versus Nia Jax versus Dana Brooke versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella versus Daniel Bryan versus Rey Mysterio versus Alistair Black versus King Corbin versus Otis versus AJ Styles. So who takes each briefcase and why? AJ Styles and Oscar. And do two men and or two women grab the briefcases in some sort of loophole? That's possible. I think a lot of people will get very angry. I don't think it's possible. I think it's not impossible. If a man grabs a woman's briefcase, I could see. We a, already did that one. I could it's see. A, well. Except this time it's official. I can see a riot breaking out on the Twitter machine. Yeah, they won't do that. Someone's going to die because they've been practicing bumps off off the. Uh... Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I think they're going to kill Vince. I really do. See, in the men's match, I think anybody except Otis or Ray could win. I think Ray could win. I don't think Ray. Well, his contract's up in September, and I... he hasn't resigned yet. So I I'm... hope Black doesn't win. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't think it fits his character. Oh, he looked like a nerd walking around with yeah, that like fucking thing. Him fucking rising like Dracula with a briefcase just, clutched across his chest. Yeah, like it's it just. I'm all like, I'm all for Alistair Black being WWE champion. And there's, he will all, be. there's other ways to do it, and he will be. There's other ways to this. do it. Yeah, this is if even if you want to get it on him, he can't. This has Corbin and or Styles written all over it. I think they're gonna go AJ. I think they're gonna go AJ. That's as my well. pick. I mean AJ's well, he can't do gang warfare anymore. He's so like, still a heel, apparently. He's still a heel. He's the top card guy. So let him go. And without Gallows and Anderson, I think this briefcase is the perfect way to make him a heel. Yeah. And for the women... Asuka. Asuka or Lacey? They should go Asuka, but I don't think they're done with Shayna. Like, she's been running roughshod through women, breaking Sarah Logan's arm and getting her fired. She, uh Indy Hartwell, she, like, destroyed her arm with a ladder. They've just been building her up and... Protecting her, I I hope Oscar wins, but my my brain says Baszler. You're right, and Oscar's proof she doesn't need anything to be good. Yeah, but... Although, she's she, been she, outstanding. She's com- been the star of Empty Arena WWE. Oh, yeah, she's fantastic. Her, her, her on Monday was fantastic. She sang Nia's song. It was uh, awesome. It was outstanding. It was- Asuka isn't like most girls. No, she's not. Asuka m- might be the most entertaining person in the company right now. I wouldn't argue with you. But... I'm gonna go. I'm going Styles and Oscar. I am going Styles and Shayna, but I hope Oscar wins. That's I will preface it with that. Um, yeah, Oscar, Shayna, and Nia are the only three. I, I can't see Dana Brooke, Lacey, or Carmella winning. I can see Lacey winning. Well, I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you saw the commercial, but on uh, for a commercial for this Monday's Raw, it said Becky Lynch will confront the winner of the Money in the Bank contract. So I think they pretty much narrowed it down right there to three. Uh, not really. It's it's, it's either it's any. Uh, oh, I mean, I guess. Why would you're right? But why would Carmella be on Raw? You're you know right. what I mean, you're right. No, you're right. Unless it that could be also just bad typing. Well, We know the the Money in the Bank match is already taped. Yeah, it's Every, not going to Carmella, so it's, everything else will be live. But the Money in the Bank match is already taped. I'm assuming it's going to be a cinematic style. We talked about it, but I'm curious. Out of a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for Money in the Bank? Excited or curious? Do they, they fall into the same blanket? Let's 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 do excited first, then we'll do curious. Excited? I'm always happy to see a wrestling pay-per-view. Seven. And it's not a terrible card. There's been better cards, but it's not a terrible one. It's a pretty bad card, besides the money in the bank. Yeah, and... But, like, that's holding it. Yeah. Morbidly, morbidly curious? 12 out of 10. I want to see what they do. I'm kind of on the same page with you. Um... Drew and Seth will probably be good. Yeah, I mean, you have two quality guys like that. Bray him. and Braun, I'm curious to see how they get themselves out of this fucking pickle. They love booking themselves in. Yeah. And, of course, the Money in the Bank match is going to be something. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. Hopefully we see... Hopefully, I, I'm glad they threw Otis in for comedic relief, because Otis in that building could be gold. Legitimate bull in a china shop. Yeah. Like him accidentally destroying McMahon's T-Rex I, hope he, I just hope he runs through several cubicles. So, we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. Um, that's Money in the Bank. And coming up next, we got some business to attend to. We have, we already have the seedings. We determined the 4-1 seeds, the 4-2 seeds, the 4-3 seeds, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all the way to 16. And now we have to decide which region we're going to put each one in. We're going to try to create the most interesting matchups for you to vote on Twitter. So, coming up next, we will get to work. We will seed these people. With Mingayatology. With Mean Guy Bracketology. Mean Guy Classic 2. Bigger, Badder, Meaner. Stay tuned. Bigger, Badder, Meaner. It is time for the second annual Mean guy classic off the air we seeded these 64 men four one seeds four two seeds all the way down to the 16 seed and we are now going to match them up bracket style live on air we're gonna decide who which one seed should face which 16 seed which two seeds should face which 15 seed and i'm sure you are all familiar with tournaments and such so do you want to reveal the seeds i would be glad to let's do it the one seeds the legends Representing the Legends region, Legends half of the bracket, we have Stan Hansen and Big Van Vader. Representing the current superstars side of the bracket, we have Walter and returning champion Kevin Owens. Yes, yeah, so the first two names will be the Legends, and the second two names will be the current side of the bracket. Our two seeds are Dr. Death Steve Williams and Bruiser Brody. Samoa Joe, and Minoru Suzuki. What a fatal four-way that would be. Somebody would get killed. Probably Rizzeroni. Three, three seeds... The three seeds are... Bam Bam Terry Gordy. My jaw is gape. Abdullah the Butcher. Tamihiro Ishii. And Pierre Carl Oulet, also known as PCO. The four seeds are Meng slash Haku. Andre the Giant... Lance Archer, and Braun Strowman. The five seeds are the World's Strongest Man, Mark Henry, The Undertaker, Yuji Nagata, and Keith Lee. The six seeds are Sid Vicious, Scott Steiner, Jacob Fatu, and Moose. The seven seeds are Road Warrior Hawk, JBL and or Bradshaw, Shingo Takagi and Brody Lee. The eight seeds are Scott Norton, Bam Bam Bigelow, Sheamus, and The Fiend. Imagine that fatal four way. That's a, that's a hell of a four way. The nine seeds are The Big Boss Man, The Junkyard Dog, Baron Corbin, and Carry On Cross. The ten seeds are Abyss, Ron Simmons, Luchasaurus, and Dave Mastiff. The 11 seeds are Kane, Big John Studd, Rhino, and Togi Maccabi. The 12 seeds are The Barbarian, Yokozuna, Big Mike Elgin, and Joe Coffee. The 13 seeds are Iron Sheik, The Big Show, I almost said Randall Cobb, but Jeff Cobb, and Dominic Dijakovic. The 14 seeds are Earthquake, One Man Gang, Damian Priest, an Ivar of the Viking Raiders. Oh, I thought you meant the other Ivar. The 15 seeds are Cactus Jack, King Kong Bundy, Killian Dane, and the Beer City Bruiser. We're not going to mention of his new names got in, are we? They, they, they played in. Don't worry about it. Someone only counted the 29. <laughs> the 16 seeds are Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Barry Windham, Evil Uno, and Trevor Murdoch. There you have it. The 64 men that will all be vying for the title of Mean Guy Classic 2 champion. So should we start with the Legends side of the bracket? We We shall. Okay, so let's start. Obviously, we got to pick a one seed. Stan Hansen. So Stan Hansen. Now let's look at the 16 seeds. So Stan Hansen will either be facing Jim the Anvil Neidhart or Barry Windham. What do you think? Who should we put? Stan, who do you think is the stronger one seed, Stan Hansen or Vader? Vader. So you think Vader's the stronger one seed? Probably, the original main guy. So I think we should give Hansen. Motherfuckers, uh, I popped out once. We should probably at the hands of Stan Hansen, though. So I hold on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, the the weaker the weaker one seed should get Wyndham, and the stronger one seed should get Anvil. Because I think Wyndham yes. will get. So who do you think? The, whoever the weaker one seed is, let's give him Wyndham. You know what? The lariat's much meaner than than moon Salt. Okay, so, so he will Stan so Hansen. An- so he gets Anvil. We'll get the stronger once he gets Anvil. The stronger once he gets Anvil. Okay, yeah. So Stan Hansen. Because I think more people would vote for Barry Windham than would vote for Anvil. Jim the Anvil nightheart Yeah, is our first matchup in the lariat region. So that means on the other side in the Vader Bomb region, it will be Vader taking on Barry Windham in the first round. Which, you know what? That could be a potential upset. It could be, but I, that'd be upsetting if it was... And that's why it's called an upset, because it'd be upsetting. Okay. So we got Vader and Wyndham, and Stan Hansen and Anvil. So looking at the two seeds, we have... Let's see. Let me grab the sheet of paper from you. The two seeds, we have Dr. Death and Bruiser Brody. Um, and by the way, the two seeds will be at the bottom of that bracket. You gotta know what brackets work. Yeah, I know. I'm just writing them down okay. right now. Okay. Okay. Um, so who do you want to put in the Hansen region? What do you think? Dr. Death or Brody? Are we doing stronger and stronger again? Yeah, let's put the stronger two seed in the uh Hansen region. The stronger two seed. Uh I think it's probably Brody. Do you think you think it's Dr. Death? Uh well no, if we're gonna have the strongest one, let's have the strongest two in the other one. Okay. I I like that. So let's put Brody. Let's put Brody in the Vaderbomb region. He's obviously the more, right? Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree with that. So that means, Hans, that means uh, Dr. Death will be in the Hanson-Lariat region. So our 15 seeds for the elections are Cactus Jack and King Kong Bundy. Cactus is obviously the stronger one, so Cactus should go against Dr. Death. Yes. So, which means King Kong Bundy will be taking on Bruiser Brody in the first round. Yes. And then we have Dr. Death and Cactus, right? Yeah. That can get up. That's an upset waiting to happen. Yes, it is. Cactus can make a run from there. So the three seeds, we have Terry, Gordy, and Abdullah the Butcher. Gordy is obviously the stronger three seed. So he'll go in the Hanson region. So he'll go in the Hanson region. So we're just going to alternate like that? Yeah, I feel like that's the way to go. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's definitely fair. So our 14 seeds are Earthquake and the One-Man Gang. I'm not even sure who the stronger 14 seed out of those two would be. Probably the One-Man Gang. Okay, so One-Man Gang gets to go up against uh, Abdullah. Yes, so we have uh, Terry Gordy and Abby the butcher, and he's going against. Uh, Abby's going against two. One man gang. Yeah, Abby's going against one man gang, and Booker and, and Terry Gordy's, Gordy's going against Earthquake. Is going against John Tenta. Yes, Earthquake, Shark, Golga, whatever you'd like him to be known as. I didn't know not know, not know he was Golga. You didn't know he's Golga. I, I kind of knew, but didn't really look into it. Hey, he's Golga. Okay, so the four seeds, Meng and Andre the Giant. Wow. In terms of reputation as a mean guy? Yeah. I think nice. Meng has to be the, the stronger seed. Yeah. Uh yeah, so he would go in the bomb region, right? Yes, the Vader bomb region. Okay. And who are the 14s? The 13s you mean. Or 13s. The 13s are Iron Sheik and The Big Show. Uh oh. I believe Sho is the more mean guy. So we're going to get Sho and Andre in the first round. Wow. How did that work out? I don't know. I swear to God we did not plan that. And what seed is that? 13, right? 13, yes. Four versus 13. Sorry, Sho. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how people vote on that one. Yes. And then that means... That, it, will, be, that, will, that will require an unbelievable... That means it'll be Meng versus Iron Sheik. Holy shit. That's a hell of that is two, a... That too. That would be my favorite section of matchups right there. Yeah, that's... Uh, so that's 13, and that's Iron Sheik, right? Yes. Okay. So now the 5-12 matchup. Who do you think the stronger mean guy is between Mark Henry and Undertaker? Stri- as in strictly mean guy? Strictly mean guy. This is the mean guy classic. Mark Henry. Okay, so Mark... The strongest Slam is very mean. So Mark Henry would... I don't even know which side of mean we're... We're in okay. we're in the Lariat region. Here. Okay, so Mark Henry goes in the Lariat region, and Undertaker will go in the Vader Bomb region. Okay, and our twelve seeds are Barbarian and Yokozuna. I think in terms of pure mean guy, Barbarian's probably the stronger seed, but in terms of popularity, it would be Yokozuna. Yes. So I don't know how you want to. I don't know how you want to sort that out. Let's go Taker and Yoko. Taker and Yoko. Okay. And A little BSK implodes there. Yes, that was quick. I like that. And when there the, the the infamous five twelve, one of those can go down. Yeah, I've have, I've have no life. So I, I knew. Well, I don't see Undertaker. I don't see. I don't see Undertaker. I don't. I don't Yoko see. Bar- I don't see Barbarian out popular. But Mark I didn't Henry see either. Lee. I beaten Duke either. So, and then Mark Henry versus. Uh, the barbarian. Yes, right? we should mention last year the upset of the tournament did happen in the first round when the Vintner, the seven seed, knocked off. And mind you, this is only a thirty-two person tournament last year, so the seven seed, the Vintner, knocked off the two seed, Braun Strowman. He did. He did. Got to watch that first round. Yeah. So now we have the. Uh, it would be the. We just did five twelve. So six eleven. Our mean guys in this are Sid and Scott Steiner. Sid's more of a mean guy. Okay, so Sid goes in the sh- other. Uh, the bomb region. Bomb region. So our 11 seeds are Kane and Big John Studd. Who's the other sixth seed? Uh, Steiner. Holler if you hear him. Uh, Kane's, Kane's probably the stronger. Kane's stronger, so he would go against. He would go against Steiner. Steiner, right? Yeah, we have a Kane, Scott, Steiner first round matchup. As internet, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> you better vote for Kane. And so that means we got Sid and... Big John Stud. Okay. In the six eleven matchup. So now the 7-10 matchup. Another popular upstate one. We have the legends of Hawk and JBL. JBL's more of a mean guy. JBL will be the stronger 7 seed then. Yeah, so that goes... Who would we pick? Oh, so he goes up here. Yeah. So. JBL will go there in the uh, Lariat. JBL, JBL in the Lariat. Lariat region. This is all working out. This is our yeah, big break right here. We do not mean to, for this to be like as poetic as it is. He throws a mean. That that is a, that move looks like it hurts more than any other move in wrestling. History. Yeah. So JBL is in the Lariat region, which means Hawk will go in the Vader Bomb region. And our 10 seeds are Abyss and Ron Simmons. We're going to get a JBL Ron Simmons first round. We're getting a JBL Ron Simmons first round. Holy shit. Wow. We did not put this much thought into seeding these people, and this is, like, working out. Yes, this is, this is, this is, I'm playing the lottery later. And we got a Hawk versus Abyss, which is a fantasy match if I've ever heard of one. Wow, that's a lot of stuff going on right there. And now the 8-9. That's my pick for the upset of the tournament. The Abyss might be Hawk. Yeah, a lot of TNA fans out there. So now we have the 8-9. We have Scott Norton and Bam Bam as the 8s. Bam Bam is probably more of a mean guy. I think Scott Norton's more of a mean guy, but Bam Bam is more popular. So how do you want to play that? I say so You know what? We went one way or the other. Let's go the other way or the other. Yeah. So we'll go Scott Norton as a stronger mean guy. And he goes in the bomb region. So that means Bigelow goes in the Lariat region. I feel mm-hmm. like all these guys face each other. <laughs> uh, Scott Norton in the bomb region and Bam Bam Bigelow. In the Lariat region. And so they'll be either facing the junkyard dog or the big boss man. Boss Bossman's definitely stronger. Yeah, so where does he go now? So he goes with We give Boss Man to Bam Bam. Yes, because the stronger the stronger, stronger one went went. Yes. So that is a fucking alliteration matchup. <laughs> bam bam Bigelow with the big boss man. That's phenomenal. And Scott Norton and the Junkyard Dog. Scott Norton has a chance to get out of this first round now, and I'm excited about that. Well, he's seated higher. Yeah, I know, but I don't know how many young heads know Scott Norton out there. All right, so 32 down, 32 to go. And just as a quick recap, we have the Lariat region facing uh, Stan Hansen versus Jim the Anvil-Nightheart, Dr. Death versus Cactus Jack, Terry Gordy versus Earthquake, Andre the Giant versus The Big Show, Fantasy matchup of all time. Yeah, it's like the fantasy matchup. Uh, Barbarian versus Scott Steiner. Nope. Mark Henry versus the Barbarian. Scott Steiner versus Kane. JBL versus Ron Simmons. And Bam Bam Bigelow versus the Big Boss Man. Those are some goddamn interesting matchups, if I do say so. And in the bomb region, we have Vader versus Barry Windham. That match probably happened. What do you think? Several times. Yeah. Bruiser Brody versus King Kong Bundy. Don't think that ever happened. Abyss versus the one-man gang. That, that did not happen. never happened. Meng versus the Iron Sheik. Don't think so. Yeah, they're both heels, so probably not. Undertaker versus Yokozuna. Happened at WrestleMania. Uh, no, it didn't. Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. Kafka match, right? Yes. Okay. Sid versus Big John Stud. Did not happen. Hawk versus Abyss. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely didn't happen. happen. Scott Norton versus Junkyard Dog. No. I don't know. Probably it, not, right? Not. It, I like—that Lariat region's interesting. That Lariat region—I can't wait to see who comes out of that sound, Nick. I can't wait to see who wins Andre and Big Show, J.B. Allen Simmons. Oh, this is—I love this. Now, let's, now it gets fun. The current day half of the bracket. So, the CHOP region, and did we sign a name for the uh, What well, we're naming the Owens Centon region. region. The Senton region. But he has to be the stronger one seed because he won, he won the goddamn tournament. Yeah. All right, so Kevin Owens So Kevin Owens is getting Evil Uno in the first round. I swear— to fucking god if evil uno and that means it's Walter versus Trevor Murdoch okay so we'll just talk for a second real quick all so right the, so we have we have Kevin Owens versus Evil Uno yes and Walter versus Trevor Murdoch and Walter versus Trevor Murdoch i like Trevor Murdoch Oh, God. The two seeds. Who is the stronger two seed? Samoa Joe or Minoru Suzuki? I think it's got to be Suzuki. Was, Suzuki he's a shoot a, fighter. Suzuki was a one seed last year, so he deserves to be the Plus, he's a legitimate shoot fighter. So he'll go down here, right? Yes. S- Suzuki and Samoa Joe. And our 15 seeds are Killian Dane and the Beer City Bruiser. I definitely think Beer City Bruiser is the weaker the yeah, so guy. Yeah, so he will get so, Suzuki, right? So he will have to face the wrath of Suzuki. And so... That means it'll be Killian Dane versus Samoa Joe. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of thickness. It's a, a lot, lot of, of sentons. So a lot of beef and a lot of sentons. In the senton region. <laughs> Goddamn. Okay. So the three seeds, Tomahiro, Ishii, and PCO. I Ishii's think, the better wrestler. I think PCO who's the better mean guy? PCO had a world championship. I think he's the better mean guy. But... Hear me out. Ishii had the never Openweight championship, Ooh. which is the official championship of the mean guy. But I think never. P.C.O. No sold a crucifix power bomb to the floor at Madison Square Garden. But he's also not human. So can you be a mean guy if you're not human? I think the never oh, the never title has to be the tiebreaker. I think it does too. It's the official championship of the mean guy. So Ishii goes up top, right? Yes. Ishii. And PCO. And our 13 seeds are Dijakovic and Jeff Cobb. Who do you I, think is the stronger 13 seed? This one's tough. I have to go Dijakovic. Okay, so it'd be Dijakovic versus PCO. Yes. And that means we get Jeff Cobb and Ishii, which is a match that actually happened for the Never Openweight Championship. This is all working out. This is poetic brother. justice. Put it in a song. So the current day four seeds, Lance Archer and Braun Strowman. Braun? Braun Braun's stronger. Lance Archer has a move called the Everybody Dies Claw. Braun Strowman rose out of a garbage truck and is the current WWE champion. Universal champion. Fair enough. We'll we'll put Braun as the stronger four seed. That's going to piss a lot of people off. Oh my god. Wrestling fans getting pissed off? So the 12 seeds, Big Mike Elgin and Joe Coffey. I think Big Mike Elgin has to be the stronger 12 he is, seed. He is, so he'll get fed to Braun. No, he'll get he'll fed get to Lance Archer. Archer. Yeah. So four plays 12, right? Yep. And so Cobb, Cobb, or not Cobb and Archer, Elgin and Archer, right? Yes, Elgin and Archer, and then Cobb and, and then Braun and Coffey. Possible upset there? I don't know. Lance will have the AEW contingent behind him. Okay. But Cobb will too, and that, I think Cobb's going to upset Braun. The internet does not like Braun. AEW doesn't like Cobb. <laughs> All right, the 5 seeds, Yuji Nagata and Keith Lee. I you said it Yuji's the original the original mean guy. So Yuji yes. has to be the stronger 5 seed. Yep. So he goes up top. Yep. And Keith Lee. So the 11 seeds are, are Well, or uh, yeah. Yeah. 5 versus yeah, right? 1 verse 16, 2 versus 15, 3 versus 14. Oh, that's a uh, wait, 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 wait! I think we fucked up. Did you put coffee to face? Uh... Okay, you got coffee to face, prawn. Okay, we're good. We're good. So uh, uh, where where we at here? We're on the uh, five. Oh sets. no, we don't. We we should have been the fourteen. Seed we bit. skipped the fourteen seed. Okay. All right, we'll just go back. We'll go back. We'll just that's okay. Yeah, we're that's good. okay. We don't need anything. We just a quick just a quick little thing here. That's on me. So it should be. Uh, 14 versus 3, right? 14, 14, th- 14 versus 3. So that's Priest and Ivar. Wait. No, it's 13-3. Th- 13. Isn't no, it? It's 14, 1 versus, four, it's one one versus 16, 16, 2 versus 15, 3 versus 14. Yeah, okay. All right, so. Yeah. Okay, oh. we didn't mess it up for the Legends. So that's good. Yeah, so could we trim this? Let's just keep going. We're okay. good. We're good. So, um, wait. We gotta, I think we got to start over with this. We can't start over. We're too far deep. But I think we're already missing two different separations. We're going to have to... One versus 16 and two versus 15 is fine. Yes. So, all right. So, where are we with the three seeds, right? Three seeds, yes. All right. So, we have... Ishii and, Ishii and PCO. Okay. So, the Senton region... And the chop region we have Owens versus Evil Owen, all right? Yes, and we have Walter versus Murdoch. Uh, Walter versus Murdoch. The two seeds we have uh Suzuki, okay. Uh, okay, uh, no, Suzuki's on the bottom there, yep. Suzuki versus Beer City Bruiser. Okay. And Joe versus Killian Dane. Okay. And, that's and Now, and now, now, yeah, now we're good. Okay. Versus Killian Dane. Okay. Let's so go. our three seeds are still the same. So Ishii's the three seed in the Senton in the region. Okay. But now he's either facing Damien Priest or Ivar. Uh, who's stronger? Probably Priest, right? Yeah, probably Priest. And so he was a stronger one, right? Yeah. So, so he, he gets Ivar. He gets Ivar. Okay, I don't know what happened there, but. I don't know what happened either. We just get 14 somehow. We're good. Okay, so when that means. Who's the other three seed? Uh. Uh. PCO. And PCO gets? Priest. Damien Priest. Yes. Okay. So Alright, we- not bad. Sorry about that, folks. Yeah, that, that was a big fuck up. So now we got Archer and Braun. We agreed Braun's stronger. Okay, so Braun goes down here. Okay. So now Archer and Braun are either facing Cobb or Dijakovic. Uh, I think we agreed Dijakovic was stronger. Uh, we did agree Dijakovic was stronger. So Dijakovic gets Archer. Yes. So he's the, he's, he is the 13th, season, yes. right? Yes. We're okay, we're now? back on track. We're right back where we were. All right, Dijak gets Archer. What a match that would be. Yes, and Cobb gets Braun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good. So now, now we're actually at the five seed, Yuji Nagata and Keith Lee. All right. So we, we agreed Yuji was was the was the higher. Yep. And Dijak and Keith Lee will not be in the same bracket this year. So they oh. gotta they gotta get out of there. They gotta get out of their brackets to meet in the Fatal Four. It'll happen. So that brings us to the twelve seeds: Mike Elgin and Joe Coffey. Elgin's the Elgin's the tougher one, so he'd face Keith Lee. Yep. It's a hell of a match. Oh, Elgin. So that means Joe Coffee versus Yuji Nagata, right? Yes. They are the 12 seeds. Yes. Okay. We're back on track. Yes. I did it again. Uh, coffee, right? Yes. So now we got six versus 11. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. You got Jacob Fatu and Moose. Fatu stronger? Uh, I say Moose. He's a okay. current world champion. Now he's a fake world champion. Moose has been at it longer. Okay. So he's stronger. That's, okay, I'll go with it. So Moose goes down here versus, and so that means Jacob Fatu goes up here, right? Rhino or Togi Maccabi? Rhino stronger. So Rhino would face uh, Fatou. And that's 11 seed, right? Yes. Ooh, interesting there.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and that who would face Moose? Uh, that would be Togi. That's a match I have no interest in seeing at all in real life. All right. Seven ten. Seven ten. We got Shingo and Brody Lee. Brody, Brody Lee is stronger. I mean, Shingo's is never. Wait, Sh- Shingo's the current never open week champion. That's true it's for tiebreaker. Con- for continuity, we has to it's be tiebreaker. So who got the last one? We had both were stronger, right? Yes. So Shingo goes up there. Shingo and Brody, right? Yep. And our ten seeds are Luchasaurus and Dave Mastiff. Uh, I would say Dave Mastiff is the better mean guy. Better mean guy. Doesn't have a doctorate in medieval studies. So that means we got a Luchasaurus Shingo seven ten. Dragon versus dinosaur. That's that is astute observation. All right, and the final. And Brody versus who? Uh, Dave Mastiff. Okay. The final, the eight nine. We have Sheamus and the Fiend as the eight seeds. Ooh. I would go Fiend as the stronger, mean guy. Uh, okay. I'm okay. I'm down with that. Fiend and Seamus, right? And then we got Big Breakfast and Cross as the nine seeds. Cross is the stronger mean guy. Cross is the stronger mean guy, so he gets the Fiend, right? No, I gets Seamus. Oh, I thought you were getting Seamus and Corbin. <laughs> no. Oh, we, we, we said we were going to do it, and we didn't do it. I saw the smile on your face. So Cross gets Sheamus and the Fiend gets... That's going to be a slot. Corbin and the Fiend is going to be... Both of those are going to be slaughters. Cross is going over Sheamus? Are you kidding me? I I don't know. What do you think? That Saito was incredible. What the fuck do you think? All right. Given the accidental fuck up, we're sorry about that. Yeah. But it's live television, folks. And so right now we got in the Centon region, Kevin Owens returning champion versus Evil Uno. I'll kill you, internet. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Killian Dane in the Centon region. Fitting. Tomohiro Ishii versus Ivar. Lance Archer versus Donovan Dijakovic. Yuji Nagata versus Joe Coffee. Jacob Fatou versus Rhino. Shingo Takagi versus Luchasaurus. And I predict an early exit for Luchasaurus. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, and then Seamus and Killer Cross. Carry on cross. Sorry. Killer carry on cross. Okay. Oh, no, no, don't no, go with that one. Don't go with that <laughs> one, folks. Oh, God. Don't go with that didn't one. Didn't think that one through, did nope, you? Nope, not at all. Aww. Not at all. <laughs> Walter and Trevor Murdoch in the chop region. Monero Suzuki versus the Beer City Bruiser. Pierre Carl Oulay and Damien Priest. PCO versus uh, Punishment Martinez. Braun Strowman versus Jeff Cobb. Keith Lee versus Big Mike Elgin. Moose versus Togi Maccabi. Brody Lee versus Dave Mastiff. And The Fiend versus Baron Corbin. What a max I am very excited. I'll start working on a bracket, and the bracket will be released as soon as possible. Yeah, we haven't decided what we're going to do in terms of voting yet, but we'll figure it out. It will be up to you, though. We will give you at least four days minimum to vote, if not longer. At least three days, I would say. Okay, okay. At least three days to vote, if if not longer. But we'll at least give you three days, ample time, as a certain English teacher we both know used to say. Cool. But uh, that is it for today. I feel like you've like been together for a long, but I don't think the episode's that long, is it? It's pretty fucking long. Well, all right. We'll get out of your hair. Tony will read the outro soon enough, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it right now. Fuck it. Yep. Go ahead. And we want to thank you for tuning in to our show this week. We apologize that last segment was too much of a clusterfuck, but I just felt we were too far deep to just fucking scrap it and start over. Yep. And um, we want to thank you for listening, and follow everyone in the Turnbuckle Topics Network. Mondays, is Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio with Gil. You can find him at Cuda underscore junior. Tuesdays and or Fridays, it's us at Champions Pod. Uh, Wednesdays, it's the Bearded Wrestling Podcast at Bearded Chris P. And Thursdays it's the rundown with at Ron underscore Musto underscore Junior. Send him some love and at X and make sure you follow the entire network at TT underscore for you. We will see you next week with a Money in the Bank review, the War Report, potentially the results of the first round of the Mean Guy Classic, or that might be in two weeks. We'll figure it out. We'll keep you updated on Twitter. Hit us up at Champions Pod, and we will see you after a while.